Chris Moyle Show. With motors.co.uk. Search less, live more. Lovely nuts. Good morning, Great Britain. Beef. It's just gone 6.30 a.m. I love sausage. Welcome to Thursday. We're having a party. Broadcasting live from London's Leicester Square, across the United Kingdom and the world. Boobs is what they want. This. Yeah. Is the Chris Moyle Show yes! on Radio X? I don't like Chris Moyle. Sorry, the Chris Moyle Show at Radio X. Contact the Chris Moyle Show in the UK. Text eight three nine three six. For the rest of the world, tweet the studio using at Radio X. Now here's Chris. Hello. <clears throat> good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Hello. Good morning. Good, mo- good morning. Good morning. That's my Ned Sharon impression for those of you who know. Good morning. Anyway, hello. Oh, it's all going off here already. It's 6.31 in the morning and already it's going off. Number one, you'll be delighted if you're listening to the opening of yesterday's show. You'll be delighted to know that the same problem with Zeta is back again. Oh, is So that's it? 15 minutes of me talking about cartridges and vinyl and how radio's no. changed, Hello. and the listeners love it. We'll fix it. Uh, and on top of that, Pippa, Hello. who is a wonderful, lovely human being, and <laughs> oh my God. there are things about Pippa which sound like a joke or sound like made up, but it's all true. Uh, Pippa likes to do the show with a toilet roll next to her. Oh, do you know? I've said this, like, I worry that, say... Intern Izzy in the future, for example, when she's doing whatever she's doing, and she'll remember. I remember when I was in radio, and then that one of the producers there, she's really weird, she always had to have a toilet roll next to her. Yeah. You know, like it's an egg. Like the sponge man that I used like to work with. Like the sponge with. man. A guy that I used to work on the radio with, he was yeah. a DJ, and during his show, he would sweat so much, he used to have a, a, a fan. Yeah. Like a stand height fan on him. And a sponge next to him because he would sweat so much and he would have to mop his face with a sponge. <laughs> now, that is funny because it's weird. And you're right. I'm going to be bog roll woman. You, this, I worked with a woman once and she would always have a toilet roll next to her. <laughs> always. Always next to her. Anyway, this morning, Pippa's gone, someone's nicked my toilet roll. <laughs> So, what have you done? Have you just gone to get one out the loo? I've gone to get one out the loo. I don't like to get a fresh one, weirdly. I always make sure it's oh, one. I always get a fresh one. What? Well, yeah, that's too much, isn't it? So, I'll get one that's been used, then I'll put a fresh one on the holder. Wow. Then I'll take that's that. That's a lot of work goes into that. That's why it took me longer than I expected. And did you have a wee while you were there? No. So, do you now still need a wee? Uh, well, I went for one a bit earlier, so, yeah. So I might I might do it in the middle of the link. I'll oh, see if oh, I can Well, I mean, leave the studio. <laughs> but it's... In, yeah. You're going to put your name on that? It's drama. Also, if you're going to blow your nose... Oh, no, it's boring. It's boring. Do you Did you not hear the beginning of yesterday's show? <laughs> Nothing can be more boring. I don't like people seeing me blow my nose, because it's... So they, do you lock yourself in a cubicle just to blow your nose? That seems extreme. Do you leave the door open, and then someone walks in and you blow your nose? That's do, weird. I mean... There's more things to be embarrassed about people walking in on you, catching you doing, than blowing your nose. I know, but it's catching anyone doing anything in a loo. Well, all right, that's true. Do you well, know stop I mean? going in there. Yeah, but... Stop else? looking. <laughs> where else do stop. you go? Yes. Hello? 
So then um, James offered me a big bit of blue, you know, the blue cleaning roll. Like, like, yeah. You can't blow your nose on that. Yeah, it works. Uh, do you do this at home? Do you need toilet roll near you at home, or is oh. it only because of the aircon system in the studio? No, I don't sneeze at home. I sneeze here in work. I don't always have a runny. I have a runny nose when I eat. I got that off my dad. But when I'm, you eat, what anything? Anything. <laughs> Put <laughs> out a bite. That's not even a thing. <laughs> That's not even a thing. Is it? So if you have a boiled egg and soldiers, yeah. your nose runs. I think it's just the... bag of chips. Nose runs. Yeah. Bite into a pear. Nose, nose runs. runs. I've never heard a thing. I think no. it's just the motion. I don't know what what it is. Yeah, but I got that off my dad and then off my granddad. Which is you know just the way it is. My friends just had a nose done a nasal passages done done what do you mean done don't know I, I didn't get into it i think if you have lots of nosebleeds you can have them quartered off i don't know if that's the same thing it's fascinating yeah isn't it what a catch you are i know they said, i've said this to toes if you stop loving me <laughs> oh you're I'm, screwed there's going to be loads of icks i worry about icks that i'm sure like having a runny nose sometimes is an ick oh you're on your own yeah. You're ending up in a home, there's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, but with all my friends. I it? am. I'm end up ending up in a home. But I want I want to end up in, like, the, a variety club of Great Britain home. <laughs> so, you know, like, down the corridor in yeah. another room, you've got Stephen Mulhern. <laughs> We're all in our kind of, like, mid to late 80s at this point. Yeah. That's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to live. Yeah, you know. like the Hawthorns. Yes. Oh, yeah, but like a showbiz version. That's where I'm going to live. Yeah, it'd be great. Don't go down there. Don't don't make too much noise down there. That's where Nick Ferrari's room is. He's very angry. Yeah. He's very angry. He's 93 now. He's very angry. Yeah, can get a bit tasty if yeah. you get him on the wrong day. I think that'd be great, though, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. Just, like, enjoy it. Get all disgracefully. Have a lovely time with your mates. That point will come where you just... I, I, it, it's a different age for everyone, I know, and not everyone gets it. But the day when you wake up one day and you just don't give a monkey's <laughs> what anybody thinks, like genuinely. Not people who get used to go on Big Brother and go, oh, I don't care, I say what I want me, uh, and if I think it, I say it. And you're like, whatever, that's just because you're an idiot. But then you get to a certain age in life, you genuinely don't give a monkey's. Is it Jerry Seinfeld says that it, you kind of it marks every time you hit a milestone age? Has he hit? Is he seventy? Jerry sixty? Seventy? He'll be, he'll, no, he'll be early sixties. I would imagine. Yeah. Other, or maybe he was he was saying when that stage hits, he goes, "You stop being so polite. You just don't care." He's sixty-eight. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Jerry Seinfeld is 68. Born in 1954. See, I need to get him on this podcast, which I don't do, called Before You Go. Got to get him on. I, I like to think Jerry's got a good, like... He's 68? 30 years yeah. left in him. Yeah. You can have to have a working title when you're booking guests and then just call it that when it goes yeah. out. But the podcast called You're Really Cool and I Want to Chat to You. No, it's called Before You Go because the, the final question always starts with... Thank you for being on. Before you go, and then I asked them a question. Yeah, now that's nice. And that's the that's the that, that's the lie. Okay, right. To get people on before they die. <laughs> Speaking of which, got another thirty years. Yeah. Speaking of which, I uh, 
You know the algorithm on YouTube is if you watch something, then it just gives you loads of it. Yeah, dash cam, traffic cops, that's what I get. So the other day I'm scrolling through and, and I, I didn't search it. It just appeared. Somebody, some guy who flies around the world all the time, that's his job, he's a YouTuber, and he just reviews different planes and the different <laughs> classes of planes. That's the dream, James. And he did a video saying, oh, this was terrible. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. And I watched it for long enough that now I'm just getting this this absolute flood. I get them. Oh, my God, You've I think that's the same guy. <laughs> is that non-stop Bob or whatever his name <laughs> yeah. is? I don't know why, why, why. A, why did I get it? B, why did I watch it? And C, I'm, it's all I get now. And then I watched something else the other day that was just old. It was just a bit of TV from the 80s. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> So this morning, this morning, on the way in, I'm sitting. <laughs> I watched Larry Grayson being interviewed on Pebble Mill at One. This morning? Right. Why? Pebble, which Pebble Mill at One was like this morning, Pebble. but it was on at lunchtime from Birmingham. Okay, yeah. And then I watched Mavis interviewing uh, Kenny Everett and then Frankie Howard. And then wow. the two of them were sat together, Kenny Everett and Frankie Howard. Wow. And I just watched it. I was fascinated by watching just how TV has totally changed and how comedy's changed. A little trip down memory lane. And Frankie Howard, who you know because you do a great impression of him. Oh. That was, no, that was a puffin. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, sorry. I'll I get those Frankie two Howard me. again. Oh. That's it. Thank That's you. it. Mm. Now... Would you say that part of Frankie Frankie Howard's... This is an old comedian from the Carry On days. Would you say, Pippa, part of Frankie Howard's comedy yeah. was the fact that he was he was quite camp? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. He was quite visual, wasn't he? And it wasn't, it wasn't inferred that he was a homosexual, as they would have said back no, in the day. No, he liked the ladies. But he was... But he was... He was cat... Oh, no. Oh, Mrs. Oh, no. Yeah. As was um, uh, Willow the Wisp... Same. Well, the Wisp used to love that. It was just done before it was time to go off and do homework because then the boring news came. Oh, who's Will of the Wisp again? Kenneth, Kenneth Williams. Williams. That's it. Yeah. So I'm watching this thing, and then there's a lovely moment where Kenny, they're both sat on the sofa, but they're sat quite far apart from each other. And Frankie goes, "Shall we? Shall we budge up?" And Kenny kind of just Kenny Everett just kind of lays back on on Frankie Howard, and he goes, "Oh, I'll just snuggle up or something." And Frankie Howard goes, oh, it's the first time I've had a man with a beard lay on top of me. And Kenny Everett goes, is it? That's not what I've heard. Oh, really? Right? And Frankie Howard goes, well, you've heard wrong. And it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> like it's a little bit tetchy. Oh, really? Um, a little bit defensive? This is what I'm watching at half five this morning. Today? Yeah, this morning. So now you've been speculating... About Frankie Howard. No, not at all. I just <laughs> thought it was very interesting that a man who goes, Oh, no, now, listen, listen, now, let me tell... Oh, no. And then Kenny makes a little tiny joke. And Ke uh, Frankie Howard goes, Well, you've heard wrong. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Ca me, camp, rude. Oh, anyway, no. they're both dead. They've both been and gone. Oh, Kenny well, and... Having a lovely time Frankie upstairs. Frankie Howard. Oh, I hope so. They're having a great time. They'd have been good in their retirement home. Do you think... Oh, that wouldn't they? That would have been great. I like to think when people die here on Earth and we get sad in heaven, they're like, Yes! Have you heard who's dead? 
Have you heard this? Goose about to check in. Here oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait. Joan Rivers is coming. <laughs> yes! Because it's the opposite, isn't it? It's a good idea for a script. Okay. I'll discuss that with Ben when he comes in today. Yeah, there you go. Get all your ideas out. Yeah. Ask it, run your before you go idea past him. What, past Ben Elton? No, just as a, a not not for him to be a guest. I'm about to say. Just as a ideas man. He's too young to get booked. Oh, yeah. My new podcast series, join me, Chris Moyles, for I'm over 70 and I ain't got long left. A new 12-part series, yeah. maybe eight-part series, depending on how it goes. You can't have over 70. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you You've got like a seventy-year-old sister going. Hang on. Yeah, Ben Allen is on the show today, and Tim Minchin, and Pepper and I have just worked out this morning that on the very cool Rock and Roll Radio X, we're talking to two guests about two different musicals today. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially three, but because Tim's got two on the go, isn't he? That's true. Tim Minchin's coming in to talk about his new musical, which is actually an old musical, but it's a new musical because it's come back. And Ben Elton is talking about his old musical, which is coming back, and he's going to be in the musical, because he was never in the musical before. In the same way that Tim Minchin's not in his musical, Ben Elton was never in his musical, but Ben Elton is going to be in his musical, as in Ben's musical, not Tim's musical, because it's Matilda. So Ben's put himself in his own musical? I don't know if he's put himself in it. Because Tim hasn't cast himself in Matilda or Groundhog. I don't know how much clout Ben Elton has over We Will Rock You. Oh, as I far think... as go, I think I should be in it. Oh, I mean, great though. Fair play. Cast yourself in your own musical. We Will Rock You's been going for a dog's age. Oh. It's 21 years. Have you seen it? Yeah. I I've never see seen it. it. I came to see it on a school trip. Really? Yeah. Is it good? Like 2001. God, was it that long ago? Was that the first time a musical came out which was named after, say, We Will Rock You, but it was, wasn't to do with the story of Queen. A bit like Mamma Mia. No, I, there must be others. I don't know, it's a good question, we'll put it to him, but I would imagine there'll be others. Now, listen, you, and you know I love Ben Elton. Like, I love him. Such a fan of his work. Uh, when I was younger, even today, just love Ben Elton. Proper British comedy royalty there. And... We need to absolutely work out what three questions I'm going to ask him for the half-hour interview. Ah, uh, right. yes. Because he doesn't come up for air. He likes a chat. I can he? ask him one question and he will just go. What was he on for last time? The Friday Night Live. Yeah. That's it. Which was Which brilliant. Was great. And he was brilliant on it. That was a masterclass. He was a great guest. He was one of our best guests. And then we got Tim Minchin coming in, who was probably going to be hungover this morning. He'll be relaxed. Because he's in the UK without his family. Right. Which means he's out every night on the red wine. <laughs> I am betting you any money right now. And I've not spoken to Tim. I've not texted him. I've not heard from him. This is just a guess. He'll have been out last night on the red wine. And he's going to come in this morning and be a bit like... <sighs> oh, really? We'll get some water at the ready. Oh, we'll get some wine. Bacon sandwich. Uh, so that's our show today. Ben Elton, Tim Minchin, us, Pippa's Toilet Roll, James's Brown Water. Mm-hmm. This, what a show. TV Sounds Game from James. Frankie Howard, Kenny Everett. Oh no, Mrs. Bosch. 
there you go. Dom sack. Yeah. And then we got the show tomorrow. Oh, I did a platinum hour yesterday. Oh, it's good. Have you seen that, Captain? Yeah, man. Oh. Oh. It's Jamaican Captain Crabbeard. <laughs> no, I just said yeah, man. Well, beer can sandwich. It's a good list. It's all right, isn't it? Really good list, yeah. Thank you. You're quiet there. Let me turn you Does off. it have um, a theme to it? Uh, not really. It's just a, it's a little bit rock and roll. It's a little bit, whoa, a little bit wee. Yes. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. The rockier, the better. And... Uh, it's good. You're going to love that. That's tomorrow. And then Saturday, we've got the Saturday show. And then That's I'm it, off for a week. Set you off. Not for good, just for a week. Well, they haven't said anything to me yet. No. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. This is week 14. Right. And I've had a day off. Yeah. This is the longest stint you've done. Oh, God, it doesn't it feel like it? It's needed, isn't and it? And if it's not felt like it, it should have done, because I've said it for long enough. I've been saying it since week three. It's just proper needed. Oh, I'm so... I'm so tired. Recharge the old batteries. I'll hardly speak for a week. I'll be, I'll be mute. I won't mm. say a thing. Just oh. lying. Is it going to be... Uh, you know, we did a rundown of what your holiday is like. Will it be that sleep by the pool, listen to podcasts? There's no pool in the caravan. I just sent a oh, deck chair outside the caravan door. You haven't got a paddling, paddling pool? pool? No, no because if Dom's there now this week uh, and he won't clean it. Okay. And I don't uh, want to use no, it. I don't want to, no. Maybe near a sprinkler if it gets a bit hot then. Yeah. Well, you say that, it's actually the weather's... The weather's going to be lovely next week. It is. I might sit out in my back garden. I think it's going to be like 20 degrees next no, weekend. It? Yeah. It's going to be a little bit of rain today in London and it's going to be very windy again. The wind is crazy yesterday. It's going to hit a high today of 10 degrees. Wow, that's 10. Meanwhile, next Thursday, 15 degrees. Friday, next week, 18 degrees. Mm. In London. What was that noise? Frankie. Oh, okay. So it's going to be lovely. Sunny today in Cardiff for most of the day and then crazy winds and then next week 19 degrees what lovely and then Glasgow next week on Friday a week tomorrow hits 19 degrees Cardiff wow the city will melt so the snow's not happening anymore as it did a bit of it happen yesterday I don't know if there was snow no I, was it really windy yesterday? Oh, like horrendously windy. Storm Noah. Any wind yesterday. It's what? Storm Noah. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Storm Noah. I watched Noah yesterday. Did you? Yeah. What's that like? It's a film from about ten years ago. Has it got um Yes it has. No, it's not Gerard Butler, is it? No. No, it's it's the man that Gerard Butler it's the you get Gerard Butler if you can't afford this man. Russell Crowe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jerry Butler. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm joking. Yeah, Russell Crowe plays Noah. It's, I think this just popped up on Netflix, isn't it? I'd never even heard of it. Is it good? Oh, it's, do you know... It doesn't... Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Because, and I worked out why it's weird, and I don't mean to offend anybody... And no, and no, I don't want to offend anybody's religious beliefs, but they've made a film 
Yeah. Out of a totally unbelievable and flawed story. Yes. Which is a man gets a message from God yeah. that there's going to be a horrendous flood and he needs to make the a biggest big ark in the world yeah. so that he can have every species of animal two by two yeah. uh, to save uh, humanity, even though there are only literally a couple of humans on it. Yeah. And the it's- film... It does a very good job of getting over certain bumps in the storyline, such as how is a man mm. and his wife and a couple of kids going to build this up, the biggest ship in the world? He's basically yeah. making a Virgin Cruises. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. It and then be. get all the animals two by two to come on, onto this ark. Because it's quite hard to get animals to do what you need them to do. Yep. And then not eat each other not fight each other just yeah. to be really calm and cool about the whole thing. Because you'll have to separate, yeah, get them on separately. It's a hugely flawed story. Get the dangerous yeah. ones and first lock them up. They and bring in, like, otters it, and rabbits and stuff. Yeah. And, and how do you just have two flies? Ah, oh, insects included. What about ants? Two oh. tiny little ants sitting there going, it's a bit lonely, isn't it? This where's everyone else. Let this, this is weird. Yeah, you need to. What is that huge, ginormous, massive animal? Well, it's like a, a wasp. Oh, look at the size of it! How so, long are they on the ark for? I don't know. Too long. Do the long. animals breed? Too long. His hair grows back. Does it? Yeah. Oh, so quite a long time, though. For, for no reason, apparently, whatsoever. Halfway through, Noah shaves his head. Oh, it's a, it's a proper... Th- in my head, I thought it was going to be an animation. No. Emma Watson's in it. She is. That's anyway, cool. we ended up watching that last night. And it's... Uh, it, listen, it's worth a watch. Yeah. It's long, though. But it is worth a watch. But it is it is a flawed storyline to try and make a film out of. Well, it's a miracle, isn't it? You have to kind of... But which bit's a miracle? All of it. All right. What happens to... How do you feed the animals? I don't know. Why do they go to the toilet? I don't know. How do they not kill each other and eat each other and just cause a bit of a ruckus on the boat? Mm, Well... That's a good point. Well, they have that bit covered in the film. Lots of cages. No, they just kind of just sleep about every place. Okay. Some of the birds have some cages, but they're not closed. Okay. It's a very, 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 very odd film, but it's. I, I'm going to tell you now. Watch it. It's enjoyable. Is it quite epic? It must be quite epic, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> Someone's just texting going, it's bloody weird. Well, I guess it is, but it's a weird storyline if you think about it. Because, you know, the old, the animals went to two by two. Ooh, hurrah. That's like a lovely kiddie version of the story. Hurrah. Oh, hurrah. apparently there's floods coming, so I'm going to save all the animals. Come on. You two giraffes. Uh, yeah, it's me, the wife, and Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, what, what have I done? What, what happens to me? Uh, yeah, well, we don't mention that. Well, hold on. What, am I just going to drown? So I'm going to die in the floods? Yeah, well, don't worry about it, mate, because you've got loads. There's loads of plus plus threes over there. Just sort yourselves out. I'm going to build a giant cruise ship without any shipbuilding experience. That's right. There we go. Yeah, and then we're just going to float about. Yeah. And what do, what do you do after that? Not really thought that through. Mm. Don't really know. But it's God's will, it'll be fine. Then they send a, bu- a bird out, don't they, a few times at the end. Is that right? 
Yeah, how do you know that? Have you seen it? No, I heard the story of Noah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know how similar the the movie with Russell Crowe is to ah. the original actual story fact. Know. Yeah, okay, they send a bird out to try and see if it comes back with a leaf or something. With, oh, yeah. Well, they, they check his feet to see if his feet are muddy. Oh, do they? Yeah. Ah. Clever, isn't it? Yeah, very clever. There's no giraffes in it, though. I didn't see any giraffes. Ah, oh, they're the ones that are sticking their heads out the window, aren't they? <laughs> <usually>? <laughs> the pictures. Yeah. Well, well you've, got the, you've got the giraffes and the dogs, obviously, because dogs like to stick their heads out the windows when they're moving. So you've got those two in there. So yeah, I guess all fish and things—they're all—they're all fine anyway, aren't they? That's a good point. Yeah, so they're all already in the water. So actually, he didn't have two of every species in the ark, did he? Because all the fish are like, "Hey, let us in." And what I was like, "What's well, no point, is there? What do you mean, let you in? You're fish." <laughs> what about a turtle? With a turtle going about, would that stay in the sea? Stay in the sea. Would um... You ask good questions, James. I'm not responsible. Well, ask Ben Elton about this when he yeah. gets in. It's also got Ray Winston in it, and Ray Winston just sounds like an English version of Russell Crowe in this. You get Russell Crowe who's talking like this, and then you get Ray Winston who's talking like this. <laughs> and you're like, what's wrong? Why are you all whispering? I had to turn it up. Let's put the subtitles on. Take the surround sound off. Couldn't hear anything. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm saving the animals. Well, you shouldn't be saving the animals. You should be saving man. No. Men have ruined this place. No, I don't think so. Now, who's talking? They're having a gruff off. Who's talking? Anyway, that was my rock and roll night last night, hey. watching Noah. Lovely. What will I end up doing tonight? Who knows? Probably watching old interviews with Frankie Howard and Sid James. Got out Ben Elton, Tim, and not listening to this bit of the show. I heard the first beginning of your show today, Chris, and I've got to say it was all over the place. Thank you. So we got after 8 o'clock this morning, Tim Minchin's coming in, then Ben Elton's coming in about 8.30, so it's going to be a fascinating hour of radio between 8 and 9 this morning. That sounded patronising. That really didn't mean it to, <laughs> didn't it? Fascinating. But it's going to be brilliant. Uh, and Lottie Morley is back with the news, and she'll do that next. Chris Moyles Show. On your radio, on Global Player, and on your smart speaker. Play Radio X. This is Radio X News. So I'm looking forward to today's show, even though we're half an hour in. It's going to be a good one. Ben Elton and Tim Minchin will be in after 8 o'clock this morning, separately. We're not doing anything together, which is a shame, because that'd be fascinating. Uh, Dominic Byrne is off all week. Lottie Morley has your news. It's exactly 7 o'clock. From Global's newsroom, it's not clear what role Prince Harry will play in the King's coronation next month. Buckingham Palace has confirmed he will attend the service at Westminster Abbey, but Meghan and their two, two children will stay at home in the US. Author and historian Sir Anthony Selden says it's the right move, though. Cameras would have been on her interpreting every movement of her hand and her face and her eyes as uh, indicating displeasure or pleasure. It just would have been too much of a distraction. Huge problems on the trains this morning at London Waterloo. Southwestern Railways telling people not to travel to or from the station because of a major signalling problem. Only a very limited number of trains will be running, with disruption expected to last all day. 
A 74-year-old man's been extradited from Pakistan in connection with the death of PC Sharon Beshanivsky in 2005. Perinditta Khan is due in court later, charged with the police officer's murder in Bradford. Research shows more officers are offering staff support with their bills during the cost of living crisis. The analysis of job adverts also found an increase in those offering a four-day working week and a home working allowance. And it's been confirmed there's going to be another Game of Thrones prequel. A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms will be set a century before the original series. Sport. Frank Lampard says Chelsea still have a chance of making it through to the semi-finals of this season's Champions League. That's despite a 2-0 defeat at Real Madrid last night. They played most of the second half with 10 men after Ben Chilwell was sent off. It's a difficult night for the lads, so I see that they're disappointed in the end, but I also saw that they gave everything in that final part of the game. It'll be different next week. We were not favourites yesterday and we're not favourites today. Um, That's football. The possibilities are ours if we can take them. AC Milan beat Napoli in last night's other quarter-final first leg. And Manchester United hosts Sevilla tonight in the first leg of their Europa League quarter-final. The Spanish side have won the competition six times. Here's United boss Eric Ten Hag. The most of all clubs in Europe. So that is a magnificent record. So we have to be aware of it because that's their target. And we, we are sure they are 100% motivated to go again. Marcus Rashford will miss the match due to injury. Weather. With Green Flag. Keeping you going when you break down this spring. Bright spells and showers in the south this morning. Heavy rain and some hail in northern parts of the UK, though. Oh. Temperatures reaching 13 degrees. At the end of days. Yeah. From Global's newsroom for Radio X, I'm Lottie Morley. Can you just make the weather up for 8, eight o'clock? Just say it's going to be lovely. Sunshine and showers, highs of 13. That's, if, if that's a, there's a kind of thing in the newsroom that if you forget to write your weather, <laughs> sunshine and showers, high of 15. Don't tell anyone that, though. <laughs> but, to, but today we can expect sunshine and showers and highs of... 13. Yeah, it's not bad, that, is it? I wrote my weather, though. <laughs> no, I actually did. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> this... Is Radio X. Right on Monday. From Global. You now, like when you get your clothes out the night before for work, Sunday night you're like, right, got right, Monday's weather, Tuesday's weather, Wednesday's weather. <laughs> got it for the rest of the week. The Chris Miles Show. Radio X. Just told a fascinating story about watching the film Noah and Noah's Ark, and we've had a brilliant text message come in. It's brilliant. You know how I love it when the listeners are really funny good thing Chris wasn't on the ark because everybody else would have jumped off (laughs) that's brilliant do you think they're a professional like gag writer comedian yeah yeah they must write for someone like Jimmy Carr or Mm. someone Michael McIntyre that's good job Chris was on the ark everybody else would have jumped off that's brilliant that that's really well thought through (laughs) that's great that's brilliant now well done do you have any more? I want to hear more of your great jokes. We print that off. Show that to Ben Alton and Tim Minchin when they're getting. They'll love that. They'll have a job. I mean, I'm presuming it's a man because it's just so well written. Must be. Oh, I need a holiday. That's it. Close maybe. now. What? Close now. I know. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's getting time. Maybe it's getting time to just chuck it all in and go and buy a farm. 
I've watched a trailer for Clarkson's Farm. It looks like a hoot. No, I would watch it. looks that. like a doddle. Chris's farm. You have to hire other people to run it, yeah. a lot of it for you. Yeah, but then when you get a farm, you just go to London and do a couple of episodes who wants to be a millionaire, rack up your money, and then off you go. There you go. Oh, that's a piece of cake. That sounds good. Oh, maybe it's time. Maybe it is. Have a think about it when you're on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa's like, that. off Pippa, you go. Pippa's <laughs> going, I think you're right. Maybe you're I right. I think it's time. <laughs> it's time. Go and do something else. Maybe I should just do that. Radio runs alongside other ventures so well, though. That's the thing, isn't it? Not in these hours. As James will, t- <laughs> James will tell you. <laughs> He's, by the time he gets to school, he gets told off every day because he's late, because he's here till 10. Always in detention. Right. When does he do his own work? When does he prep for the show the next day? It's hard to balance yeah. your school life and your radio show. True. It's very tricky. Got to oh. do your own work, though. <laughs> Got to do your own work. Got to do your own work. How are you sleeping, Lottie, this week? I slept really well last night, actually. So how many hours did you get? Three, four? Asking, um, yeah, maybe five. What time did you get to bed? I got to bed at eight. Okay, yeah. Sleep by... It's not bad. What, what time do you got to get up? Ten to three. But yes. what, what time were you asleep After by? After seven hours. I was probably asleep by about quarter past eight. Wow. Yeah. Mm, mm, not bad, not bad. How, how long's that? Mm, it's about, about six less, and a half. Less, yeah, six, six and, and a half, half hours, yeah. give or take. I've had, I've had, yeah. I've had less. Yeah. But I've also had, had more. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's on the cusp, isn't it? <laughs> Six and a half's okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's harder to do silly hours for like a week or two and then go back to what you call normal hours. That's worse. Mm. Oh, I, I love it. I'm always on silly hours, so it's kind of the the norm. Bless you. The best <laughs> bit, if you're not on early, is being able to do some of the night before and not worry about it. Yes. Oh, Start a movie at like nine or ten or something. That's a treat. Yeah, that's a treat. Or even eating after like seven. Yeah. Because obviously you don't want to eat and then go straight to bed. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Not going for dinner at six o'clock. Yeah. It's like you live the life of like an old age pensioner in a home. Yeah, exactly that. Do you, want to, do you want to meet for dinner at half seven? Half seven? It's too late for me, half seven. I'll meet at six. I meet ta- for dinner at six. Table was booked for five the other day. <laughs> uh, about, we got in there and the staff were like, oh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll open the door. Yeah, yeah, we'll set a table for you. Yeah, dinner at kitchen. five o'clock in the afternoon. They were having their tea. The chef's walking past <laughs> you going, I don't, I'm not even working till quarter past. I know, I'm not started. <laughs> we got nothing made. Beans <laughs> on toast, that's about it. That is bad, isn't it? Oh, it sucks getting up early. <laughs> it really does. At least it's radio, though, like not TV. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, lovely. Although we do have cameras on, so you have to you have to think a little bit about your appearance. You might, not a lot. you might do, but look at me and <laughs> James. No, <laughs> oh, we've fine. actually rolled straight out of bed. You both look fresh. Yeah. Thank you. It's very polite to say. Um, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to not include you in the freshness. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just realised, you two look fresh. Pippa, mm. <laughs> yeah, but I put a bit Two of, of you look good. Yeah. <laughs> I, put a I won't say on which cushion. ones, but I'm talking about the two men. <laughs> you guys decide. Well, which you've got a fresh two? lid at the moment, Chris, as well, so... A fresh lid? A fresh lid. Super fresh. Yeah, looks well, nice. I'm going to get it coloured in, though. It looks nice, though. Oh, what colour? Leopard print. Platinum blonde that oh. I've been for the last two years, two and a half years. I thought you said you'd gone in blonde, so you were going to colour it in something else. No. No? I don't know what else Some to... Some people do that. I, I'm up for doing it another colour, but I don't know what. Pink. 
Don't be so ridiculous. Leopard print. Grow up, woman. <laughs> Leopard print. <laughs> What's your favourite colour? Tartan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or green, actually. No, I don't. That's, no, no, I don't want to do a stupid colour. Oh, I don't want to do like a... Yeah, I don't want a lot like that. What about a, like a copper, red, auburn? <laughs> sure, I don't know. I'll give it a whirl. Oh, tartan would look good, though. Mm. Yeah. McMoyles. I don't think day. you can buy any, any tartan hair dye. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can? Yeah, the one around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. go and ask. Is that oh, the chicken lip shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the place with the um, the glass hammers? That's the one. That's it, yeah. Oh, pop in there. I didn't realise they had all yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for being our... Oh, fabulous news person this yeah. week. You're very welcome. It's nice to hear your voice, Lottie. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's All nice right. to be here. Cue the cue the text. Lottie, go on. Hi, Jules. Go on, tell us the weather again, you little <laughs> minx. Is Lottie single? You Whoa. naughty bit of news reader, you. <laughs> I got a text from my uh, trainer, Jamie. Uh... Yesterday or the day before, saying this is all your fault, and he'd clearly walked into a Morley's chicken. Ah, uh, no. my personal trainer. That's it. It's all game. It's game over now. Yes, we talked about it with you the other day. Lottie Morley, Morley's chicken. How lovely it is. Next thing is my personal trainer, whose job it is to train people and make them fit. It's like a zombie walking into a Morley's <laughs> chicken, going, "Hello, I've chicken, please." I'm actually impressed with yeah. us. We, we've obviously, we've talked it up. I didn't know Jamie did stuff like that. Yeah, he seems human. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie just practices what he preaches all the time. What no, you, Jamie? He's, uh, no, he's good. He's, he is human, which is, which is, you know, why I like him. Reassuring. Because, you know, he's not like... He's not. He doesn't have like the greatest metabolism in the world, where he can eat what he wants and still looks ripped. He has right. to train. He's got to look after himself. He's got to watch his diet. He's got to train like a normal person. Yeah, it's relatable. Not like you and your unbelievable metabolism. Oh, uh, it's pretty normal. It's not oh. normal. If you eat something, we put on weight. <laughs> You've got this weird, mythical, magical. You and Toby, you go on holiday for a week and you come back and you've got a bit of colour, you look exactly the same. I'm going, you wait, well, I'll roll back in here on that Monday when I get back. I'll be like a skip. That's what holidays are for, though, aren't they? To relax and eat and drink and... But I'll be a stone heavier, no shadow of a doubt. Oh, big, fat, bloaty face, looking like some kind of alcoholic... Stop, you won't. Was well, you two gliding like gazelles? <laughs> I'm with you, Chris. I come two stone. That's go. Uh, yeah. It's almost a bit of a competition with myself. How how, how hard can we go? <laughs> how much can we eat and drink? How much can we consume? But then I won't be happy if I can fit in my mini when I get back. I'll be <laughs> furious with myself. It goes again when you come back, though, doesn't it? It's what holidays are for. It goes again if I then don't eat anything and train like a gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I Are you feeling in shape at the moment? Oh, yeah, the sack of spuds. Right. The shape, the number eight, <laughs> I feel like. It's a shape. Oh, it's terrible. Lockdown, when, when everybody else was eating themselves stupid and drinking, old Muggins here was coming, doing it, doing the show every day, going home and training for a couple of hours. Every day, on my own, not drinking during the week, not eating anything bad. Oh, I looked in great shape. Nobody saw me. Oh. It's like I've made it up. I look brilliant. Me and Dom did. Had a one pack. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Almost a full wrapper. 
And then you get let out, pubs are open. Nah, it's game over, isn't it? Mm. Pubs open, fish and chip shops open, game over. It was the novelty, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. The only exercise I get these days is if the mobile fish and chip van doesn't stop in our street and I have to run to catch him. <laughs> Anyway, God, I sound depressed. Holiday <laughs> <laughs> coming up. I know, right? Radio. Here we go. Coming up. Coming up. More entertaining radio that makes you say, "I'm really entertained by this radio show." That's it. As he is off this week on holiday, Pippa will be looking after Dom's sack, reading out the letters you've sent him. Plus. Get ready to laugh as we have a double bill of comedians after eight. Tim Minchin and Ben Elton are chatting to Chris this morning. Oh. I can't see the music Chris will play, so I will guess that the next song is by Britney Spears. I knew it. Quarter past seven, Thursday morning, Radio X, and yes, let's start with Britney Spears. Oh, bless your... Reef, place your hands, absolute tune at 718. Don't sing different songs over the songs, Chris. It doesn't test well in the focus groups. <laughs> yeah, that's next level, isn't it? It's one thing singing the right song. Yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed putting together the Platinum Hour yesterday. Where did you... Do you have a start-off point? Like, do you think, right, I'm going to start with that and then it all, you know, goes off? Um, Did I? Now, I've made a little playlist of it myself. Right. Because it's really good. Um, Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, so you have one. One did you start off? Point. Do you know what I did? I put Radio X Classic Rock on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were playing something, and then that led me to think of another song by them. And that's then, a bit more Radio X appropriate. Then off you go. And that then led me to I can't play this. Can I? Can I play this? It's not not particularly a Radio X artist, and definitely not a Radio X track. Right. So that's gone in. Okay. Has this all? Been approved. All been approved. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. So there's some cool stuff in there, and then there's some. Wow, you're playing this. But then what happens is I listen to every track. So I put my headphones on. I listen to everything. Oh, do you? Okay. And I'm like, see, this sounds great to me. But does it sound great to me because I like it, or does yeah. it sound great to me because it'll sound great on the radio? But all the big platinum hour songs that we've played for the last seven years, the ones that get the biggest reaction are the absolute no-nos. Really? Yeah. So if anything by Duran Duran yeah. on the Platinum Hour and the text explodes, mainly women yeah. going, oh, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe you play the reflex or whatever it is. It goes nuts. Anything that we shouldn't really play that's good. Yeah. And it's because people have, won't have heard of it for a while. Yeah. So it'll bring back a, some memories yeah. throughout perhaps. But there is, there's a track in the, there's a track early doors in the Platinum Hour tomorrow morning that I've never played on the Platinum Hour before, and I listened to it yesterday, and I bloody love it. I don't it care. Is it Duran Duran? It's not Duran Duran, though. No. Is it 80s? It's, it's just 90s. Right. Can we know? No. You'll find out tomorrow. Oh, please. The Chris Miles Show. <laughs> 
I don't know if you've, you've heard me mention, I'm on holiday next week uh, from Are the you? show. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know when, now, what shall I do first and when? What like, so I like to stay up late when I can. Yes, Because me too. I can't stay up late normally. Yes, agreed. So five, six nights a week, I can't really stay up late. So I will stay up late. Yeah. That's one thing I'll do. Get into a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, on my own though. Yes. Tiff has to go to bed. <laughs> Because she gets in the way of me drinking cider and watching uh, Gas Station Encounters on right. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> if she only knew the life that I led behind her back, yeah. she would be appalled. She'd want to stay up. Honestly. Like, I've, I've, almost, I've almost ruined that relationship so many times. The time she caught me... She mm. caught me red-handed as well. It's oh, embarrassing. No. Oh, no. Caught me ordering Donham and chips. Did she? Yeah. She just didn't. Luckily, though, she didn't even understand it. Her healthy brain couldn't compute the information. Donna, meat and chips. No, it can't be right. It can't be a thing. That's not unhealthy, is it? Oh, do you know what? Now I want Donna, meat and chips. Oh, it's this. this, uh, Do you reckon we can get that somewhere right now this morning? Did somebody say Donna, meat and chips for breakfast? No, I don't think they did. Fratelli's and Chelsea Dagger at Radio X. It's uh, coming up to 7.30. Thursday, April 13th, Ben Elton on the show today. Tim Minchin also coming in after 8 o'clock, so I'm very excited to talk to them. Now, here's the thing. Before we get into letters, does anybody remember a TV show? I was talking to Courtney, our security guy this morning. Yeah. About a TV show on the BBC. It was a talking heads show, and it was called Grumpy Old Men. No. And was it, Hugh Laurie in it? <clears throat> no. Oh, how embarrassing it for was Hugh if he wasn't. Arthur Smith, Rory McGrath. Oh. Um Morning Hugh. Jeremy Clarkson. And it was oh. grumpy old men moaning about the state of the world today. And it was brilliantly put together. And it was just like, you know. Oh, you can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. Not political correctness gone mad, but just saying how the world's gone mad. And it was just a bunch of grumpy old men, and it was beautifully put together. And it was voiced by Jeffrey Palmer, the actor with his brilliant kind of like the world's gone mad voice. Oh, him from yeah, yeah, from the sitcoms, the old sitcoms. And there was three series of it. I used to be. It was on BBC Two, and I loved it. It was brilliant. 20 years ago it was, right? Right. 20 years ago. And Cody and I were talking about it, and he goes, I might see if it's out there, if you can watch it. So I did a little search, and I found an episode of it, and I watched a little bit, just a little bit of it, and it's got Jeremy Clarkson on. Now, this is 20 years ago, right? And he looks like a spring chicken. He looks really young. I know. All right. Yeah, Okay. I imagine Jeremy's always looked like Jeremy. I can't imagine looking any different. And then Rory McGrath's on it, right? The comedian, the writer. Oh, yeah. Right. And they think it's all over. And I'm like, Rory, how old would he have been when he filmed it? And I'm like, don't do it, Chris. The TV show Grumpy Grumpy Old Old Men. Men. He was 47 when season one started. Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't even look through because he's probably not the youngest on there. Why do you do these things to yourself? I don't know. 47. <laughs> and then it got me thinking about Jeremy Clarkson. Now, please, somebody tell me. And if, I'm, if I've am if i made this up, just it's fine, tell me. But I genuinely think this is a thing. Mm. I remember years ago, years ago, the British tabloids, the press in the UK would take the mickey out of Jeremy Clarkson because he was too old to be wearing jeans. Did they? I'm certain that was a thing. What do you mean too old to wear jeans? You have to start wearing, like, elasticated slacks or something. And I and I think this was 20 years ago. And th- no. I'm sure that was a strand that Jeremy Clarkson shouldn't be wearing jeans at his age. Have I made this up? Have I had a really weird dream? Was it because it's like a light denim? Maybe it was a double denim thing. I don't know. Oh, look. So here's an article. When was this? 2016. Brits are too old to wear jeans by the age of 53, a study has revealed. A study? Who pays for that study? What does that even mean? What do you wear, though? Slacks. Find a cure for the common cold. Waste your time. That is that is. Hi, ridiculous. we're doing a study into what is the what is the age that you should stop wearing jeans. That's not a thing, is it? Anyway. That's just a PR stunt, surely for marketing. <laughs> what is that? Oh my god! Anyway, that's what I got thinking about. I've told you, I've got. I, I don't know what goes through my brain. It really does. Uh, it just baffles me. There's jeans and there's jeans, isn't there? I guess. You've got your distressed, ripped jeans and you've got, you know, smarter jeans. Stonewashed jeans, remember them. I'll I'll come in my ripped, stonewashed jeans tomorrow and I bet I look wicked. (laughs) You watch. People have started texting in saying, wasn't it Levi's? What? The, so, a few people have texted us in. It was because he was wearing Levi's. Someone else says, wasn't it Levi's? Someone else says, that rings a bell. Someone says, yes, it was Levi's. So, there was a thing where Jeremy Clarkson was too old to wear Levi jeans. What a weird thing. What's the difference, what, specifically Levi's? Yeah, in the mid-90s, it was called the Jeremy Clarkson effect. <laughs> <laughs> He was blamed for a decrease in denim sales. But no. no but no one's looking at Jeremy Clarkson now and thinking he shouldn't be wearing jeans at his age. And this is 20 odd years ago. What the Jeremy Clarkson effect put down the sales of Levi's. Well, cuz apparently. Be- oh, that's mean. Was Jeremy Clarkson like 50 million years old 25 years ago? Because it should be the other way, isn't it? Like when Kate Middleton wears something, everyone buys it. It's the Kate Middleton effect. I don't. Uh, and, well, I mean, and I <laughs> not anymore, yet. by the way. Yeah, I learned that lesson. <laughs> oh, there you go. Anyway, right? Shall I? Random. Two little yeah. ones today in Domsack. Nothing too heavy. Uh, what have we got? So a little card. It's just a little thank you card and a box of cakes. And it's just like, dear Dom, Chris and the rest of the All team. I heard was the word cakes. Yeah, I mean, they are lovely, chunky monkeys. Sorry? They're proper weighty. They're called chunky monkeys? No, but they are 
like, look, slabs. Oh, don't. Look. Oh. Is that the noise they make? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just a quick one. My name's Emily, and I just wanted to send in a little sweet treat for you guys as a thank you for keeping me entertained every week. Me and my husband and our cat, Chrissy, named after you, Chris, listen really? every day and never fail to put a smile on our faces. I don't have an Instagram account. I don't want to plug anything. I just wanted to send in something Bless nice. Bless you. Um, Is that cat really named after me, or did you just make that up? Well, it says... Chrissy, named after you, Chris, in brackets. I don't know. I'd never thought about if there were pets named after any of us. Oh, I mean, they won't be named after me, but me and my brother, Pippa and Barney, we we have all sorts of cats and dogs named, but not because after us, they're just pet names. Don't mean, especially Barney. Loads of dogs called Barney. No, I know, but do you think that somebody's called a pet Pippa because of you? I think I might have had a tweet once, a cat, Called Pippa. Oh, there's a little baby named after you. I wonder if there's that, any yeah. pets called Jam after you. But that's not my name, though, remember? It is, though, it is. So, it's the first three letters of your name, though, isn't it? I like it when animals are called human names. I'd like it if you had like a dog called James. That'd be nice. Mm. Steph used to have a cat called Dave. Love it. There you go. Yeah. Love it. So, um,. There you go. A cat called Kenny. Both put, I know you have a sweet tooth, so please relish in the selection I've chosen. I'd like to note that James the Brownie is for you in honour of Brownhaven still being browner than ever. Oh. Yes. There we I'm go. I'm going to go and see it today. He's going today. Yes. I'm heading up today. But you've got to be back for tomorrow's show, right? No, you've, unfortunately, bad news, I'm not going to be with you tomorrow. So, well, what do you mean? So you can take a random day off with yeah. no problem whatsoever? Well, it's not a no problem whatsoever. But seems to be one rule for you guys and another rule for us guys. Pepper, what? Sorry, you didn't tell me there was half a Cadbury's cream egg in the middle of this cake. Oh no! Oh my God! It's a brownie with half a Cadbury's cream egg in it. Half a cream egg. How's your diet going, Chris? Yeah, it's going really well. Yeah, it's really, really, really well. Um, someone's texted in, by the way, saying, I used to work for Levi's for right. demographic age, 16 to 24. No, stop. What? That can't be. You're, you're joking, Sharon. Come on. They've got to move for the times. The demographic for Levi's was 16 to 24? Double. So what do you wear after 24? I don't know. Nothing. Dungarees, Dung- a big nappy. Yeah, go free. Oh, dungarees, they're usually denim. Oh, you probably wear a little denim yeah. um, miniskirt. Yeah, you have to move on to kind of ankle-length skirts and slacks. Chinos. Chinos. That's a good middle ground. Corduroy. Oh, I used to have a pair of flared corduroys. I loved them. But you did. No, I did. No, I bet you did. No, no I did, yeah. No, no I, 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 I bet you did. I did, they were great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the lovely card um, and for the lovely cakes. Here's another one which isn't uh, asking for anything. Well, no, it is, it's, oh. but it's not plugging anything. So, dear team, no specific names could be bothered. Uh, Long time listener, first time writer. It was my birthday the other day, and although I got lovely presents from friends and family, what I really wanted was a perfect draft machine like you and James Buckley, Chris. Oh. But my partner wasn't keen and didn't get me one, because much like Pippa, she seemed to think it will clutter the kitchen side. It, so, it doesn't. Um. Uh, he's attempting to not spend my birthday moping and lusting for sweet beer. Uh, I had an idea. I can't help but remember that you have a spare one knocking about. If you don't ask, you don't get. Can I have it? Thanks from Pete. So, see, see now, but now, Pete, but Pete if we send that to you, mm. we're going to cause 
trouble at home for you yeah. and we can't we can't be held responsible for that it's all gonna go downhill plus i really want to set up in our green room well it's also uh, it's in dom's hole at the minute so it can be one yes it is so it's it is. All make sure that gets a wipe down before we send it out yeah all of the prizes are in there I mean, appreciate the... I mean, you do ask... If you don't ask, I, you don't get. I changed my keg the other day. Did you? But I haven't tried it yet. How many have you done now? Uh, this, so I've done a... What have I done? I've done a Bud Light, yeah. a Cider, yeah. a Brew Dog, okay. <laughs> and now I've got a Stella Unfiltered, so this is my fourth keg. Okay, that's so fine, how long fine. have you had it for? Uh, 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds normal to I've me. I've had it a while now. and uh, But it is just a, it's a thing of beauty. I love it. It is slick looking, you're I right. I think it looks great. My perfect draft mm. beer, I call it my beer machine. Just get one, honestly. Treat the yourself. thing is, Pete, if we do just send it you... But you do drink you, more, you really do. Then Dom's hull won't have anything great yeah, in it. Yeah, that's true. It'll yeah. just be the tacky pink negligee. And, uh, the Next st- time we do Dom's hull, try and get on that feature and you might Yeah, that's it, Pete. We'll prioritise you. There you go. Well, thank you very much. Cakes and booze. Lovely. Continuing the healthy Chris Moyles show theme this morning. Right, it is 7.41. The Chris Moyles Show. Record of the week coming up. Chris Moyles Show. Radio The Chris Moyles Show. Here we go with more epic radio. It's time for the Radio X Record of the Week. That fanfare doesn't really work into it, but, you know, it's what we do, isn't it? The album is called Council Skies. It's coming out in a couple of months. This is Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. It's a brand new song. We've made it our record of the week. This is called Dead to the World on Radio X. No Dead to the World. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Lovely song. Lovely. And the Radio X record of the week. It's funny when we play a song. It doesn't matter what it is when we play a Radio X record of the week. Yeah, but some people go, this is rubbish. And then you get other people go, this is brilliant. And then you play a song like that and you just get people go, this is depressing. And then you get someone else going, this is beautiful. Mm. It always makes me smile how some people can be like, ugh. It's a fine line, isn't there, between depressing and beautiful? Well, that's what I always tell Tiff. <laughs> Noel's clearly been listening to his Style Council collection. See, I don't I don't get a Style Council from that at all. I get Obviously, there's the obvious Weller comparisons, but I wouldn't get a Style... It's hardly shout to the top, is it? Oh, anyway. it's lovely. Um, it is 10 to 8. What time is um, Minchin? Who's in first? Tim Minchin? Tim, yeah. yeah. good luck with that. Really? He'll be here. He will be here. He's a professional. I'm told you, I'm putting a side bet on the fact that he'll be slightly hungover from drinking red wine last night. I have no idea. He might have been tucked up in bed by 9 o'clock with a mug of hot chocolate, but I'm going to say he wasn't. But he's probably busy at the moment, so we're probably was he working last night? Doing... They'll be working every day, so they're doing rehearsals for Groundhog Day, the musical. Yeah. Which really tickles me, because Groundhog Day the musical has already been out, and then it went away, and now it's coming back. So he's in rehearsals for Groundhog Day again, and that just amuses me. The irony. Is it irony? No. I saw it. I saw the musical. It's brilliant. Is it? Absolutely brilliant show. Brilliant show. And I don't know what happened to it. I will ask Tim about it, but it is definitely coming back... uh, from the great Mr. Tim Minchin. And also, Ben Alton's going to be on the show talking about We Will Rock You, which he's now going to be in. 
too ta- they're too talented, I think. They're going to make us feel bad about ourselves. Uh, Ben's going to be in it for a 12-week run uh, in London this summer, and we will chat to both of those separately when they get their asses in here. Tim Minchin first, then Ben Elton. That's between 8 and 9 this morning. It's going to be a great hour. Just looking at the photograph of Ben Elton, all dressed up for his role in We Will Rock You, and he looks a little bit like... um, Nigel Plainer's character from the hippie from the young ones, which oh, is yeah. funny. It's hippie like, Neil. Yeah. Hey guys. Is anybody over the toilet? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only line I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's brilliant. It's so good. The work that these guys have done. So is... can can Ben sing? Do you know? We'll find out. Yeah. I bet that must be so fun. Well, you're showing me a trade of We Will Rock You. Yeah. Sorry, we'll watch it on the screen. When's that from? This is from, well, it was uploaded only three months ago. Brand new, reimagined We Will Rock You, which is currently playing in Singapore. Hello. Yeah. There you go, you can play it. a bit Mad Maxi, doesn't it? Ooh. That lead there, that guy, looks like my mate, who's in uh, Jersey Boys. Every night, night after night, singing that and those Freddie songs as any man will tell you are not easy songs to sing they're very high very high great that looks brilliant can you remember the story James yeah music gets banned and then the killer queen and it's, it's been probably nearly 20 years <laughs> no do you know what wait no 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 I don't want to say it when I, Ben's here yeah, no, I, I, do, I, want I don't to, want you to tell us no. the plot of We Will Rock You in front of no. Ben Elton, who wrote it. No, I don't want to do that. Bad. There's a killer queen, and she keeps a Moe Shandon in some kind of cabinet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then she gets across the seven seas of Rye on a bicycle with some fat bottom girls. She said, download from the internet. That's the, that's from it. I remember bits of it. You weren't allowed to download songs. The Killer Queen stopped it, tried to ban music, and then the rebels tried to bring the music back. Oh, yeah, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. The Chris Miles Show. The Chris Miles Show. From Global's newsroom for Radio X, I'm Lottie Morley. This is Radio X. From Global. Hey, thanks, Lottie. got time for Chilla Chalaba, darling, because we've got Tim Minchin, hopefully, on the show very soon. Maybe after the next track. A-D-O-X. Coming up, more thigh slappers and side splitters from the Chris Moyle Show. He's funny, he acts, he sings. What can't Tim Minchin do? He might tell us when he talks to Chris shortly. Plus, what's that? Another talented comedian in the studio? That's right, Ben Elton will be chatting to Chris after 8.30 this morning. 
But before that, here's a song by Blur, or Nothing But Thieves, or Royal Blood, or Muse. The Chris Miles Show. Radio X. Hard fight and hard to beat. Uh, it's eight minutes past eight, so we're live on Global Player if you want to watch us. This is why I tell you to get it. Open up uh, Global Player, live radio, and a little video will appear, and you'll be able to see us live. Good morning, as we say hello to Mr. Tim Minchin. Good morning. Here Good morning. he is. Good morning. He's a- There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Although you were Judas. Yes, but I... You never sing Judas. I yelled Jesus. Um, it's a nice day. Today? Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Talk about the weather? I'm, I'm not <laughs> responsible, but I'll oh, take it. I always assume you are. Uh, three questions to start off the interview. Okay. Number one, were you out last night? Number two, did you drink red wine? Number three, did you wake up with a slight headache? Uh... Yes, yes, no. Oh, okay. I, I, I just went up to Crouch End where like, we lived when we lived here and hung out with friends and got a Tiff and Tin because uh, I, I missed Tiff and Tin. And uh, there you go. I, hope I should get some free Tiff and Tin. <laughs> and uh, I had some red wines, but not so many that I have a headache. I'm a little dusty. Having a Tiff and Tin Indian Having last night. Tiff Someone's doing well for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. Uh, it was very nice. I like my friends. How long are you in the UK for? Uh, I'm here till next Friday, so three weeks all up. All on your own? No on family? My, no family there in Sydney. It's oh. very nice. It's yeah. very nice. <laughs> I, sort of miss, I sort of miss, I do miss them. I'm not, a, I'm not a very missing sort of person. I think I'm a bit self-obsessed or like present focused. I do miss them, but I don't pine. Well, you can appreciate the time you've got now and then know you're going to see them again. That's exactly that. right. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost definitely going to see them again, I suppose there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, well, does, something um, could go terribly wrong. Does Sarah... Because you, because you do often go off and do work yeah. away from your family. Yeah. When lockdown happened, yeah. that must have been the most time you've spent together for ages. Probably was, yeah. And it was, I think, I think it goes either way, doesn't it? If you talk to people about that experience of suddenly being with their partners all day, every day, yeah. about half the people go, oh, yeah, that really tested us. And half the people go, oh, I was surprised. We get along quite well, actually. Yeah. And I, I think it probably... Where it's a you? weird thing about Sarah and I. We've been together basically since we were kids, since we were 17. And for most of our time, 30 years together, I've been away quite a bit of each year. Yeah. But actually we get along quite well, so it was fine. Right. Yeah, she's nice. <laughs> I, fa- I fancy her. She is, she, she's really nice. Yeah. She's lovely. It's nice fancying your wife. I don't think everyone fancies their partners after 30 years. Oh, we fancy your wife, yeah. You fancy my wife? Yeah, sure. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Well, you should pop on down. She loves t- attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking a turn, isn't it? Sorry, that's Tim. all right. Well, we'd we'd be great. Somebody should offer her a, a, a job where she has to go, sorry, I've got to go uh, round America on tour for six weeks. And you'll be like, what? what? Sorry? That's no, what I do. I don't know when the bins go out. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is very, she's a very cool person and I just sort of do what I do. She, we, we have this sort of parallel play relationship. Like we're, we're very, very close, but we don't need each other all the time. Mm. We're not really. We, we have our own things that we have to do, and we just do them and see each other in the evenings. It's nice. Aww. Sounds healthy. Yeah, I think it's pretty healthy. Yeah. How, I, d- I dread to ask. How old are the children now? Oh my god! Yeah, like not in their children, late forties, I think. Oh no, uh, Violet's sixteen. Boys, oh no! Yeah, boys about turned fourteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. How is that even possible? Oh, okay. Well, uh, (laughs) it's like a subtraction thing. 23 take 6. 
It's time for the chat, isn't it? They won't know who I am, will they? It's time for the chat. They won't know who I am, will they? They won't know who Chris Moyles is. No, they won't. I mean... They've read their Bible. No, but like they won't. They won't. I, I'm, I mean nothing to them yeah, at all. Whereas you know, I've hung out with them a bit. Yeah. No. They, they would. You would be pre their, their yeah. formative memories. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not very silly Uncle Chris, am I? Unky Chris. Weird old Unky Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, weird old Unky Chris is coming over. Yay. Who? Yeah. Another so, of your work. You're back in, you, you live back in Australia now. Yeah. Full yeah. time. That's yeah. it. You, you're, there, you're there for good now. That's it. That's home now forever. Yeah, I think so. We're renovating a house in a quite extreme manner. So that feels like I can't leave now because of, of there's people t- tearing out my floors. That oh. feels like a commitment, doesn't it? Oh, that's it? why you're away. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you're tied that, so you've that. left Sarah at home yeah. with everything and the building work going on. Yeah, well, actually, we're living in a different place because the building work is like, so leaves, leaves us with nothing. Oh, yeah, man. but um, it's nice there. I, I'm when you've lived some like I love London. We lived here, and our kids were born here, and all that. And there's no doubt your your sort of your heart is split forever. Like I'll never feel like oh, I definitely belong here because you just sort of. You're always thinking, well, if we had stayed there, this could have happened. But you just have to forget about that stuff. It's funny you, you've got you've got more of an affinity with London than I have, I think. Yeah, but I wonder if that's because you come from the other side of the world, and I yeah. come from just up the M1. Maybe, and but also we have, I think. Well, I guess you you started your career up there, didn't yeah. you? And kind of. Whereas for me, moving to London was the beginning of a chapter that just completely blew open all the doors that were previously shut to me, you know, so and just, it, we're sitting here and Matilda's you know, still running a few hundred metres away from where we're sitting and that, it, it feels like a piece of me is sort yeah, of I guess, churning I guess away in true. London, yeah. There was a, there's a great documentary about Tim uh, is that, is, can people still see that? Is that a thing where the you The old can, one, Rock and Roll Nerd? Is the, the one, yeah, which is basically just captures everything. It captures you going to the Edinburgh Festival and yeah. that. Yeah, it was a really weird thing. I had a friend who was a doc, a documentary maker and she just said, I'm going to start filming you. So it's a really weird documentary because usually if you see a documentary about a museo or an artist or something, it's all retrospective and they've cobbled together bits of footage. But she, in the year where my whole life changed, where I came to Edinburgh and, you know, went from playing 100 seats in Perth to playing the Royal Albert Hall, you know, after Mariah Carey in that weird show, um, that... She she was with me the whole year virtually, Rianne, and so it's a very odd thing and quite uncomfortable for me. I mean, I yeah. I don't necessarily want everyone to watch it, but that's because it's horrible to watch yourself well, being young and weird. But it, it does it does capture beautifully the story of of you know how you became you to a certain extent, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's against the backdrop of um, us wanting to have a baby and it, it spans this sort of year before anyone started taking any notice of what I was doing uh, professionally all the way up to the birth of Violet. And so it's it's about Sarah and my relationship mm. as well. And I guess if I had known that it would end up as a feature film cinema release in Australia and that subsequently, you know, 20 years later, people would still be able to access it. I might not have been so revealed. I mean, it was... it was. I just thought, you know, who, who's going to ever watch this? Yeah. And would, would you do it again? Would you do, let someone come in and film you for... I've just done a thing on the ABC in Australia called Australian Story, which is like a micro... It's a half-hour... You know, it's it's a lovely program. It's been running for years and years, and they just take a sort of Australian somebody and tell their story. 
I, I'm pretty done with it. People going, so how did you get your start? You know, telling your own story, not only because it's sort of boring and self-serving, but be, there's this sort of self-mythologizing you do that you start sort of not knowing whether what you're, whether the story is true anymore sort of thing. Right. You sort of cut out the uncomfortable bits and just make it a lovely arc. And it's like, that's not my life. It's a version of it. There you so, go. Interesting so, morning radio. It's so, it's so deep, so quickly. <laughs> That's right. Where's my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Groundhog Day. This this tickles me, the fact that you're here to do rehearsals for Groundhog Day. Again. Again. <laughs> it just really tickles me. Yeah, it's really weird. So I, d- I don't know what you can say, and I, d- I, don't wanna, I don't know how comfortable you are, but so Groundhog Day, you wrote, I'm going to say, 10 years ago? It's sort of eight, yeah. And it was it, it was a thing, and yeah. it played from what I believe at the old Vic, yeah. the the legendary old Vic in London. Yeah. And I went to see it, yeah. and it was phenomenal, and it mm. was very very well received, and mm. it won awards. Mm-hmm. Did it go to America? Did it go it to did, Broadway? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and what happened? Because then all of a sudden, it it it, it finished. It, mm. it, which successful musicals of which it seemed to be yeah. from the outside it had all the elements and of course with my limited knowledge of musicals uh, is you can you just never know something you never know you never know mm. there are some mate there are Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals that appeared and disappeared very quickly and yeah. everyone's forgotten about them yeah um what happened with Groundhog Day um well we we put it together in London and we were workshopping it and a big Broadway producer, like the biggest Broadway producer, came over and saw a workshop. He said he wanted to see, you know, whether he wanted to invest in it and he came out of that workshop crying and saying it's the best score, blah, 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 like, you know, doing what Americans do, mm-hmm. telling you what you want to hear. Never have a bad meeting. <laughs> Never have a bad meeting. But but he, d- he wasn't just talk because he put his money where his mouth is and said, I want to take this to Broadway. I'm going to win you the Tony, you know, and all this. And he put in a lot of money yeah. to make the production. It was just going to run at the Old Vic and then probably, if it was good, transfer to the West End or tour the UK. Um, he was like, let's go straight to Broadway. And we we're like, oh, okay. We hadn't had an amazing experience on Broadway with Matilda, to be honest. It's a, ri- it's a very sort of ruthless. It's it's not as sort of genteel as the West End. It's quite heavy over but, there. But but how? Sorry to interrupt, but because I would have thought with Matilda, yeah. which was which has stormed it from day one here. Yeah, yeah. You pick it up and yeah. you drop yeah. it. It went well. Exactly the same. It played for some years, you know, it did it did well. It, it's sort of hard to go into without sounding incredibly sort of petty and and that the, uh, the, the new, Broadway kind of gets around American musicals and they're pretty suspicious of ones that come in from Britain. Right. And, and so it, it comes down to like Tony Awards and stuff and they, right. they, it was, it's, it feels, a, it's very hard to, anyway, it went fine. Uh, it's just a bit more cut it, cutthroat and, you right. know, you, you sort of who you know and blah, blah. Okay. But, um, so we, we committed to taking Groundhog Day straight from the old Vic, which was always going to be a limited run because the old Vic's not a commercial theatre. And, um, we were going to take it to Broadway and then with a few weeks to go before the London run, this big producer like concocted some sort of drama and pulled all his investors and all his money and everything out. Oh uh, ostensibly because we weren't doing what he said or something, but it was right. really, I think there was something else going okay, on. Right. Anyway, so we, but we were already committed. So we, we had to refinance and went to Broadway. So it's, it's quite a, it's, kind of a cool story that I could tell in a book but is too boring for now because it is all the machinations of the business side of show business and it's quite full on 
but we went anyway. But the other thing that happened is this little musical had opened on Broadway the year before called Hamilton. <laughs> and th- when everyone knew Hamilton was going to Broadway, they all went, we're not going to Broadway that year because it's going to storm. Right. There's sort of a limited room for hits on Broadway. There's a, a sort of um, a ceiling on the audiences. You can't just put 10 great musicals in. That, some of them will die because there's only a limited number of people go into Broadway every year. So everyone in the year Groundhog Day went to Broadway had their new musicals going into Broadway. So by the time we got there, Dear Evan Hansen, Come From Away, uh, the, the Great Comet, which is about to get here, I think, um, all had already right. gone into Broadway and been established. And basically we went into a very, very crowded market and just flailed and died. And then we thought, well, okay, that's hard and everyone lost their money and stuff, but let's just go back to London where people loved it and got five-star reviews and and then uh, that's hard because everyone's like, yeah, well, you lost a lot of money on Broadway. So, But that was just a matter of time and then our beautiful, much-loved producer, my dear friend Andre Tajinsky, died very suddenly, very young, um, for no reason, and... Uh, as if some deaths have a reason, um, and then COVID, and it's just suddenly seven years later, and we're still trying to get the thing back on its feet. So, and as you say, ironically, the story of Groundhog Day is: if you were given your time again, what would you do differently, and how would you sort of, how would you move through the world better, and how would you sort of perfect yourself? And we're getting to have this chance to tinker with what I think was already a very good musical, and just kind of make it even better and then we get to put it back in the home it started in at the old Vic and then I don't know who knows I just so think then it know. starts again so, so Groundhog Day the musical played at the old Vic in London then he went to Broadway but are they the only two places it's been um, well interestingly in America due to some we, we had to release the rights into the, the rights the musical so it gets done in theatre companies in, you know, little towns in Des Moines and whatever. So it has been done. There's been a version in Finland or something, but we retained the rights for Australia and England because we knew we wanted to put this primary production back on its feet. Right. And, you know, it won Best New Musical at the Olivier's and stuff. It Which wasn't... It's, it's, it's like, it's really good. That, well, it is. That's <laughs> it's better how, than Matilda. It's, it's a, a show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that's a, it's a hell of a thing to do to win that, and it is. It's a. It, I just find it a very interesting story because, yeah. to me, with no experience of it, it's like, well, if the show is good and people like it and people buy tickets, it's just going to run. Mm. And yeah. you're like, and, and it's I would way more complicated. I wouldn't normally unpack it with that much detail. It's just that you guys are lovely and always indulge me. Um, that the sort of short story that I should be telling press is for lots of weird reasons it's taken a long time to for this five star hit musical to come back and now finally it's back yeah. you know I mean that's the story due I, to popular I, demand due to popular demand and I mean it sort of is uh, the the feedback we got the I've got this file in my, in my computer it's just pages and pages because I got the feed you know the feedback collated in a sort of indulgent way and it's just um, people are really really passionate about this musical it does it is very different from it, it it really makes you laugh and really makes you cry and slightly makes you gasp but gets pretty dark it's it's quite a grown-up musical mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's very silly and fun like the film was but it goes a lot deeper into the themes which is like life's life sometimes feels like a, a loop feels like yeah. a trap and mm-hmm. sometimes it makes you feel really down and how do you pull yourself out and how do you find happiness and all these big big questions against the backdrop of a of a sort of rom-com 
It's a it's a great idea to do a musical Groundhog Day because, as you say, Groundhog Day is a very very funny film, and it's a great it's a great idea. Mm. Uh, but there is a strand in it which you don't you don't really notice when you watch the film. There's a strand in Groundhog Day, the film, where he is constantly trying to kill himself. Yeah, and uh, and you don't notice because he's just trying to kill himself, so, so he breaks the the chain. Yeah. But actually, it gets quite dark. Mm. It literally, as how is he going to kill himself today? Is a strand that runs through yeah. the film for a while. Well, and if you think that's dark, Groundhog Day the Musical has a song called Hope, where the chorus is never give up hope. And what he's saying is never give up hope that you'll successfully die. <laughs> I mean, right. it's super bleak. Um, is, but, it too, is it too late for me to be in it? Uh, because I did ask you this eight, nine we, years we ago. We were a few weeks ago looking for a new Rita, and oh, we didn't well, know you were available. It's, it's, I was more... Because I had this conversation with you, do you remember? long time ago, when we were on tour, I, you told me you were doing it, and I said, "Can I be in it?" And you did the polite thing that you do, where you go, oh. "Well, you know, <laughs> like I, the Americans." Know, I, I mean, you're perfect. Uh, I can't see why not. And I'm like, "Well, no." He wakes up to the radio every day. Yeah, that's on tape. I can just record. Be the that radio guy. And be the radio guy. And you went, "Yeah, that's not a bad idea." And then a few years passed, and then I went to see the show, and I'm like, "I'm not in it." <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, the radio every morning plays a song of my own devising. That goes, "This is the most annoying song in the world." It's meant to be that goes who is that emerging from his burrow who can see today what we won't see until tomorrow it's like a groundhog jingle it's the most awful thing and I think you could make an absolute mess of it there you go I take that as a compliment <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean um, yeah. if you would like to go and see the Groundhog Day the musical it's at the Old Vic Theatre in London and if you don't live in London then make a trip out of it you know get a hotel and come down and see the show it's running from May the 20th to August the 12th and tickets are available from www.oldvictheatre.com Yeah, thanks Chris. And that's where I saw it and it's a lovely thing. A, if you've never been to that theatre, it's a legendary beautiful theatre. It's a great show and Tim's got songs in it which he's done himself on that. Yeah, just made them up out of nothing. Yeah. I'm, we are very, very excited that this, this show is back. And it will, like last time it played, there were 10,000 people on the waiting list when it closed. I mean, it's an interesting thing. People sort of go, oh, Groundhog Day is coming back. But once people start watching it, you won't be able to get a ticket, I, if I humbly may suggest. Well, I feel, I've, I, genuinely, I feel very lucky to have seen it last time round, or rather first time round. Um, it's great. It's really, really good. You'll come again. You'll come to press night. I'll make you. I will go press night. Do really? I have to go to press night? No, you don't have to. Okay. It's I'll a bit, just, bit of a... I'll just buy tickets. I don't like... Well, I think I owe you tickets, mate, because you took me to Elton John in a box. That's right, oh, yeah. yeah. We did. Yeah. We went to see Elton John on the weekend. Yeah, that was very generous of you. So I think I You're can probably welcome. scrape together a couple of tickets to make you watch Groundhog Day again. again. Well, I don't know. A box at the O2 and uh, tickets to a Western show, they probably about, equal out about the same. Well, the trouble is... Uh, Going to the old Vic Theatre and sitting in one of those lovely chairs and watching, it's, it's, it might not cost as much, but it's a nice experience. Yeah. We, uh, we went back and saw Elton John after the show yeah, on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I got to meet Elton. Now that's the first time that's, you've met him. That's Chris pulling strings there. I, I had met him very briefly, but he's, that, he's so lovely. He's so, you know, I guess he has someone reminding him who he's about to meet, but he's he so... Do, yeah, he was like, Timmy, what are you up to? Like, he definitely... Is a, he's a really engaged, culturally engaged guy. Um, he's not. He, he is he's not, he's not sort of in a, you know, ivory tower, just not listening. But to But he, he asked without without 
without giving too much away, when we met him, so there was myself and Tiff, Tim and Boy George, and Elton had literally been off stage... Ten minutes. Ten minutes. And it was like he'd just been having a cup of tea in his garden. Oh, and he's just... And he's sat, hey, how are you? Come on in, come on in. And he's just sat in his chair. and we Just, just not even sweaty. Not, not at like all. Like in a brand new silky tracksuit. Not suit, at all. Sitting on a throne, <laughs> looking like he'd just, like, maybe put the bins out. You know, like, completely... Un- when I get off stage, especially if you're playing in front of that many people, yeah. you're sort of pinging off the walls. You're buzzing, you're just, bouncing. And you're sweating and you're like, wow, wow. He's just... Obviously, for him, it's just a day at the office. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't perform like it's a day at the office. He performs his box off, but he's, but he's so cool. Yeah. But, even, but even then, you would, like... You just go home. So you didn't, you didn't know, the last thing I'd want to do oh, is me? calmly sit in a dressing room and, and go, ask people so how's questions things? about how's, uh, yeah, yeah, and the questions he was asking, this is what I was going to say, he knew, they, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like somebody had whispered in his ear saying, ask this, this is, this is Boy no. George's thing, this is Chris's thing, this is Tim's thing. He asked... George, some quite personal questions about stuff that's going on in his life, and it was yeah, like I think he, he he just knows. It's amazing. Known. Yeah, he's, it's very. I was quite tongue-tied, which is not something I experience very often, um, just because I was so disarmed by him asking what I was up to and stuff. And I thought, oh, what do I tell Elton about what I'm up to? What would he be interested in? And I sort of blah 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 blah, and he's like, nice, okay, moving on. <laughs> it's a weird thing, you know. I asked him. If I could go for a curry at theirs. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Which, which I just now look back and go, why Why did I do it? I'm glad I did it. Well, but you're always going to do that. You're Chris Moyles. Of course well, you were going to ask was, John no, if you could was, come around for a curry. I'd said to you I was going to ask him if you could play piano when he plays Glastonbury. Do you remember Yeah, that? that's true, yeah. And then I thought, no, I only no, get that one doesn't question. Feel right. I'm, I'm going to mm. be selfish. You're going to ask for a curry. <laughs> Yeah. He was quite uh, diplomatic in, oh, yeah, curry, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With you at my house, right. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a, one of the things one could do, I suppose. <laughs> you, me, Elton, Tim Minchin, we'll go to Crouch and we'll have a curry. Tiff and, and Tim with Elton. Let's get it sorted. Um, right, Groundhog Day, get your tickets uh, from oldvictheatre.com. Love it to see you, Tim Minchin. Guys, thanks for having me. Good luck. Have with a good day, rehearsals. everybody in the world. There you are. Ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Tim Minchin! The Chris Miles Show! And Ben Elton's on his way! The Chris Miles Show! Chris Miles Show! Here's what I love about our show. As we uh, sit here now listening to Blur, through the window from our studio is Ben Elton chatting to Tim Minchin, which is lovely. And at the end of Blur, Ben Elton's going to come in and we'll speak to him next. Song two from Blur. Okay, who's the next guest? Roll them in. (laughs) One goes out, another one comes in. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ben Elton. Yeah. Thank you. Do you know, that was lovely. For me, as a fan of of, of comedy, uh, watching yourself and Tim Minchin through the glass having a chat, we heard that you know, Tim said, "Oh, Ben Elton's here," and he goes, "Yeah, Ben wants to see." Oh, he goes, oh, "I love Ben," uh, and then just watching you two chat, yeah, is just, I didn't hear what you were saying. You were through the soundproof glass, but I'm like, that's that's quite a nice thing to see. He's a lovely bloke. I've known Tim a long time. It's quite we're sort of family in a way because he comes from the literally the same small town my wife does. Uh, He's a Fremantle boy, um, West Australian and in fact his, my wife played many, many times 
with his uncle. Um, the, 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 I mean, he's a Minchin, but the Fishers... Anyway, I won't bore you with the whole genealogy, but no, yeah, do. <laughs> the, 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 the Fisher Minchin family in WA, big musicians, they're all brilliant. Yeah. And, and his uncle is a particularly sort of local famous musician hero. And my, my wife Sophie's played many times with him. So, yeah, Tim and I go... Back, but I knew him before... He was like, you know, global blooming superstar. You oh, know. wow, really? I, I remained an immense fan. I mean, my God, I love it. I saw him in Edinburgh right at the start of his career. And I just thought, this guy is going to go through the roof and beyond, as did everybody else. I wasn't yeah. the only one in the theatre. You know, but to see that, his his first Edinburgh season, I don't know when that was, what, 10, 15, 12, I don't know when it was, but it was great. And, uh, yeah, we've been, uh, we're local boys together. I love that. West okay. Australians. <laughs> I just I just like seeing the two, you know, because the, 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 there's a good chance that you two would never, ever meet, and then there's a good chance that you two would meet and be friends. I was saying this morning on the show, this is quite random, I was watching, I fell down a, a YouTube rabbit hole the other day. This one does. And this morning, it offered up to me an interview with Larry Grayson on Pebble Mill. Oh, Run, get out of here. Which get led to an interview with Mavis, what's her name, uh, interviewing Kenny Everett and then Frankie Howard. Wow. And then a lovely moment when Kenny Everett and Frankie Howard are sat on the sofa and Frankie Howard starts asking Kenny Everett questions about, does he... To consider oh himself a comedian. God, and it blah, must blah. have been camper than the yurt enclosure at Glastonbury. I mean, Kenny <laughs> Everett, Larry Grayson, Frankie Howard. Oh, that's a fly. I mean, look at them looking here. And I'm watching yeah. all of this at uh, 20 past five this morning, yeah. getting ready to come in. Anyway, weird. Fantastic. Thing. No, I'm with you. I mean, that's that's uh, 70s stuff for me is the ultimate. I can I can YouTube the 70s forever. Christmas, I love it. Uh, Christmas night with the stars with the two runs. I love it. <laughs> are there? Are there? Uh, there must be people that come along uh, over the last 20 years that you've that you really like comedians or comic actors that you go oh there they are they are good well i mean you know i'm honestly not there's an australian term uh, pissing in your pocket mate and uh, tim's not here (laughs) you can't say that (laughs) you can't say that word i apologize sorry it's okay because I didn't realise I'm an apologist to the listeners. Sorry, I, I didn't realise. I thought it was only swearing not, you could it's, do. It's not the listeners that might it's Ofcom. I'm I'm a professional. I, have you got a delay or has that gone no, out that's and it. we're in trouble? It's yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's, it's okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, anyway, I don't. I was saying I don't want to sort of big up the bloke who's just walked out and may even be listening in his car as he goes to the next one, but Tim would be absolutely mm. one of the iconic figures who's emerged that you see. Well, goodness gracious, comedy is in safe hands. I mean, of course, he's also a great musician and composer mm. and singer, and he does a lot now serious singing as well like mm. you know songs that aren't funny as uh but yeah it i i all this is comedy you know is comedy still any good uh, yeah there's plenty of great comedy around uh and and tim would be a, a great uh a great, i'm still i'm still feeling bad because i am normally oh no, that's fine but, uh, i think the rules must have got stricter actually it's, it's, there are certain certain words which we, we have get to apologise. You know, for. we get a, there's a list every year of the most offensive words, and it changes. And then there are different categories and subcategories. It's honestly, I was, it's look, fascinating. I was watching the new David Attenborough the other night, and it was absolutely brilliant. And he was talking about, I think it was um, hamsters, and he said, and the male, and he P double E was the word he mm. used. P double E S. He said over the so that's David Attenborough at seven thirty <laughs> at night, and I can't say the same well, thing. But there you go. We had John Cleese on. Not yeah, not, yeah, and he he yeah. did a big one. Well, I don't do them, and I'm sorry. To that's all right. Them. John Cleese's was lovely. Yeah. Uh, he basically dropped the f bomb. Oh, uh, did he? And well, said, mm. now can I say the word? F- oh, and said goodness. it, and I went no. 
It's on the screen. No, you, uh, no, you, you really go. can't. And he went, really? <laughs> oh, well, you get into trouble for that. And I went, uh, we might do, but it's fine. And he went, oh. Well, anyway, Eric and I were... <laughs> and he and, said it. And, and he, then told the story. I had a fight with Ronnie Barker in 1986 at the BBC Christmas party, the first time we met, we ever met. And he said, I don't like you. And I, I, and it was quite a shock, because he's a... Did he read that? Was his opening gambit? hero. Yeah, absolutely. It was me, Rowan, Atkinson, Stephen Friday, three, all young, so it was a early, mid-80s, and God, we couldn't believe it, at a BBC Christmas party the great, and there's the two runs there, and it's like, for us, I'd been watching them only like a couple of years before in my student flat and he looked at us, finally turned to us, and he looked at Stephen like you, looked around like you, and then he pointed at me, he said, don't like you. Oh. And I said, oh, I'm awfully sorry to hear that, Mr Barker, I'm such a huge fan, why don't you? He said, you swear too much on television. And I said, well, Mr Barker, I'm very surprised because I've never sworn on television and I can't imagine why you thought I would because I knew I knew I hadn't, as if yeah. you could in the 80s. I mean, they all started doing it soon after that, but sure. I actually still never have. Uh, I mean, I do on stage. Anyway, we got talking and we eventually sort of got through it and years later we, we became friends. But it was a funny start. It was a bit, it was a bit mean of him. Yeah. I mean, I was really quite, you know, I was taken aback and a bit upset. But anyway, I'm only saying this story to say that I actually take these rules seriously, because you can always find good language. You don't need, you can, rules are quite fun. You can play yeah. with rules. If you break, if, all, if there's no rules left, sometimes that, that means there's, you lose a lot of good language and comedy finding your way around those rules. And, you know, we used to do that. I remember, you know, <laughs> you Dorking Kent was uh, a line from yeah. the young ones, you know. Um, Dorking's not in Kent, but it was still a great line. <laughs> uh, 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 the Aid made that up actually, uh, and uh, I'm seeing him tomorrow night. Anyway, sorry, oh, I'm waffling on. Aren't I supposed to be talking about my new job? Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess you're meant to be hawking tickets, but then you're <laughs> such a nice man, you just end up telling us great stories. Um, before I get on to We Will Rock You, which we will talk about, of course, sorry, yeah. is a, and I, I do you know what? No, well, let's talk about We Will Rock You, but I have to talk about um. Uh, it was a Saturday Live that came back. We did a Friday night. Live. Friday night live. Yeah, right. I have to talk to you about that before you leave, and I have to make you feel uncomfortable with how brilliant you were on that show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I didn't swear either, even though no. you can now, I believe, on Channel Four. Uh, <laughs> we will rock you. Is is going to be at the London Coliseum from the second of June to the twenty seventh of August, featuring <laughs> actual Ben Elton actually in the musical, actually acting. I actually know. playing a role. I, it's so exciting. I, I mean, I honestly was not planning this. Tim was just saying, have you been planning this for 20 years? <laughs> you know, have you been waiting for your moment? Because we were Rocky's 21 years old now. I can't believe it. Uh, and, you know, I've directed it many times all over the world. There's a character in it called Pop, the rebel leader, who's the old rock and roll guru, who sort of is the is the sort of wise fellow who sort of half knows the legend of We Will Rock You about the guitar buried in rock. It's all very silly and great fun. And, you know, Nigel Planer created the role, as we say in the West End, back Back in 2002, you remember Neil from the Young Ones, and it well, was a I'm bit saying, like that. You look like yeah. him, yeah. of course. And uh, and I've, I've never thought of playing it. I mean, frankly, I you know I'm busy. I'm a writer. I I don't do acting. The, in fact, the last time I was in a musical was when I played the Artful Dodger in uh, in, in an amateur production of Oliver, the Godalming Theatre Group at Godalming Borough Hall in 1973. <laughs> and and my mum thought I was brilliant, and that's encouraged me. Uh, and now I'm doing it. That's literally that's a, that's the last a hell time. of a gap. Yeah, it's yeah. a hell of a 1973. 
three. It's fifty. It's fifty oh, years, uh, and I don't even do. It. I haven't done the acting since I was a, a student, so it's very exciting. But the idea came up. Brian and I were talking about who should we get to play pop because we got the wonderful Brenda. You know, Brenda's coming back right. as the absolute uh, as the Killer Queen, and we got we got uh, Lee coming in. Yeah, Lee Meads. So Lee Meads as Khashoggi, and and suddenly it's like, well, what about you know? And the idea was in the room, and me? Do you think? Now I'm loving it. I can't wait. I'm going to do a 12-week season. I'm going to get all my laughs because I'm that. I think I can cover. But the song, wow! I've got to sing "Days of Our Lives" by Roger Taylor. Is that and, is that the song? Yeah, and that is that's that's pop song in the show, and it's a really reflective moment. It's one of the most beautiful Queen songs of of the unbelievable <laughs> Queen canon. And yeah, that's nerve wracking. I was having dinner with Brian and Roger last night because we did the one show to announce my my West End debut. Lovely. And uh, yeah, I was quite scary. He said I should be having. He said Roger said I got my eye on you. I said, Will you come in and, <laughs> and work with me? And he said, Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to get Roger Taylor literally working with me on the song. So. So, you know, that's which which is which is lovely, mm. but Roger Taylor wasn't the one hitting those very very high notes. Oh no no! But it, days of our lives is is a is actually the song that it, it's not a. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not a. Diff, it is a difficult song, but it's not. It's not a, a, a Freddie's pyrotechnic song. Yeah. It's a much. It's a. It's within a key range that I can do. I did consider yourself, and I'd do anything. I song. <laughs> I sung those songs in tune. I didn't do Where Is Love, but you know that's Oliver's song. No, I'm. I'm. I'm really super excited. I'm super excited to direct the show. Um, because it's a big new production. It's the, you know, and the Coliseum is obviously the yeah. English National Opera. And Freddie, Queen, of course, have a history there. Freddie recorded there. Um, so it's going to be a very big, it's the return after we, we did 12 years at the Dominion and, and we're coming back and, and uh, we're coming back with a bang. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play. It's a comic role, but he does get a song. Is it, Roger is said, it, you can talk it. Do a, do a Rex Harrison if <laughs> necessary. You know, like Rex Harrison in My Fair Lady. Right. He talked through the whole thing. He said, talk it if you can't sing it. I I, I, that, I find that song, that Queen song, quite emotional. Oh, God, it's well. I really do. For us old rockers, I mean, you know, sometimes I get to thinking, you know, back in the old days long ago, you know, reflecting on what you did, you've got to lay back and enjoy it through the kids. It's a lovely lyric. It's a lyric of a of a life well lived, a hard rocking life and looking back on it, which is perfect for the character. Mm. Is yeah. it, it's, it's, I put it in the show. I wrote the script. Well, yeah, I, I said, know. We, yeah. It's the I Still Love You at the end of the, when oh, Freddie yeah. sings that. Because wasn't that, was it one of, if not the last video that they It is the beautiful. Shot? But Roger changed it to the final line in the show is Hope Still Survives. Because Pop, Pop is talking about a world where there's no rock and roll, where everyone... Don't forget how... You know, I don't want to blow my own trumpet here. I was about to use that Australian term I used earlier, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say the English one. Uh, Bud, you blowing your own trumpet could be considered very rude. Well, it could be. I could get a laugh That's on fine. it on any stage. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I don't. But uh, it was very pressing. We will rock you open in 2002, and it was all about a world where all music is contained in, in corporate computers and streamed directly to the kids via personal devices. Yeah. Now, this was five years before iPhones and five years before even the beginning of streaming. And it was all about a world where music is eventually controlled by by, by money mm. and the kids... And it gets to the point where, where in order to protect their investment... Instruments are banned, and but Queen have left one one guitar left buried in rock. Uh, but but it was quite pressing. It was about the idea that there might come a time when everyone spends their entire time staring at little screens, <laughs> for staring at stuff that they sort of haven't created, but it's been shoved at them, you know. And obviously, I know there's a lot of creativity, of course, on uh, on on the net. But yeah, it, it's quite. It was quite an interesting vision we had it's sort of come true but mm -hmm. as roger says at the end of our version of days of our lives hope still survives there will always be rock do you 
You've done so much in your life and, and your career. There's so much amazing work. Is there still a part of you that goes, I'm friends with the guys from Queen? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I was actually saying it last night and they were kind of, oh, come on, Ben, shush. Because, you know, I, have, I was having dinner with Brian and Roger and I, I, no, nothing ever stops me always, always kind of having to pinch myself. I mean it. I, mm. I got to write... The stage music. I mean, it's it's an awesome part of my life. It's a it's a colossal element of mm. my whole professional life that I've had this long association with Queen, who I loved as a teenager, mm. and here I am. I've I've co-created this fabulous musical, and it is a fabulous musical. I'm deeply, deeply proud of it. Uh, and we've worked on it together. We still work on it together. Brian and Roger audition all of the musicians. They work with the musicians. Wow. They're with me on the casting. Uh, you know, we can't, obviously I couldn't be playing pop without their permission, because it's a triumvirate. We work, we do it all, and our rule is, you know, if one of us disagrees, then we don't do it. So, you know, luckily they both wanted me to play it, so my dis well, I agreed too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and the fact that I'm now actually going to be singing a Queen song on stage, yeah. I, I don't give me. Yeah, you I never, understand. ever, ever grow out of the awe of of hanging out with the the rock stars you loved when you were young. I mean, obviously, not everybody gets that chance, but I can tell you, you never stop pinching yourself. No, it's it's it is great. When we Brian's been on our show a few times and he's played guitar, like he, I think it might have been during lockdown. We had a Zoom with him and uh, and he just did that thing where he goes well I've got a guitar here if you want <gasps> and, and you just go oh my of course goodness. we do oh yes goodness. and it's 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 I, I find Brian May fascinating in the, in the fact that he I don't think he's like I think he loves being Brian May and he liked being Brian May and Queen and stood yeah. next to Freddie but I sometimes I don't think he get I think he does and doesn't equally get it like you know I've got a guitar yeah. I can show you how uh, he's yes God he's yes he's genuinely got his genuinely humble side I mean Brian is a is a beautiful man and and a renaissance man I mean mm. the the breadth of his knowledge and his his curiosity I mean you know obviously everyone knows I think he's he's a PhD in in in, in, in particle physics you know no, his Aren't his work all? on as his work on on optics. You know, he's got an exhibition at the moment. Go and see it uh, with these kind of nineteenth century three D. It's all about lenses, and you look at these fabulous pictures, and they become three D. But it's it's nineteenth century optical science. You know, he's like so he's got a song in space. NASA actually have got has got Brian May to write a song when they sent some satellite. It's still going out there somewhere. So but he's done that. But he's also interested in nineteenth century grinding lenses. Is, uh, is science. That. He's an amazing, and of course, all his animal welfare yeah. work. No, I mean Renaissance man. Roger's the same. They're all so bright, Queen. You I know? think as well. <laughs> didn't Brian May have a bra? Oh yeah, he brought out Ranger sports bras. Yeah, yeah. with I mean, on. Come on, this is that I didn't beautiful. know. I mean, that's that's a new one on me. He doesn't need one. As far, well, who, who, who knows? We're all we're all fluid now. So maybe Brian's. You know, that's marvellous. I would. We'd all give a big supporting I'll try, moment. I tried to get one. They're all sold out. Oh, they were all sold out. I bought them. Uh, we will rock you london.co.uk is where you can get your tickets so this is going to run from the 2nd of June to the 27th of August is this is this a 12 week run for you or a 12 week run for the whole no it's a, it's currently a limited season so to okay. echo Tim's point once they start selling you better move fast um, yeah. we'd love to we're, we'd love to make this the plinth on which we build a full return to London for We Will Rock You but you don't get the Coliseum it's not a shit theatre that does permanent yeah. runs. It's the English National Opera, although they have, at the moment, got their... I won't go into that. Yeah. They've got their funding crisis. But 
Yeah, so the Colosseum doesn't do long runs. So we took this because it was available and it's fabulous for Queen. And so it's going to be a very big, grandiose production. And that will close. That will close at the end of August. All right. Uh, that won't be the end of We Will Rock You, but it might be the end of me playing pop. <laughs> so get a ticket. We Will Rock You, London.co.uk. Get a ticket to see We Will Rock You. It's going to run from the start of June through to the end of August, uh, featuring... Mr. Ben Elton. <laughs> Three performances on Saturday, and all of them. You've checked that. No, matinees, you're doing shows. the works? Yeah, I'm doing There's a couple of matinee days a you're week. Free. Yeah, it's going to be tough, yeah. Friday Night Live, Ben. Last time you were on the show, Friday Night Live was coming back on Channel 4. Yeah. I don't know what Channel 4 have said after the show, but it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And can I just say, your... Your piece, monologue, whatever you you call it, it was ju- it was it was a masterclass. Oh my! It was so lovely. It was like you'd not done it since the previous Friday. Well, it like, felt like, like when it. you were in your in your role of like churning them out week in week out. It was. Br- it had been thirty three years, and it felt literally like we'd done it the previous week. It just rocked. We had all these wonderful new comedians, just the way we always did. A couple of big stars: Harry was there, Joe Brand was there, Julian. But then some new, great, great new people. Some great new. We time. had self esteem on the band were fantastic. She was just extraordinary. I loved it. I loved, loved, loved it. Channel Four loved it. They've not, you know, they got budget issues like everybody else. But I know they're 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 talking. The big news is we're not. We just the show won a royal. Television Society Award for Best Comedy last year and we're up for a BAFTA I'm up for a BAFTA my first nod since 1989 I won one in 1989 for Blackadder Goes Forth they've never invited me back but uh, I'm back now Uh, so yeah I'm hoping there might be a future for a a little bit of politics and a a lot of laughs it was a a wonderful experience I I thank you Channel 4 for giving me that chance and please give me another (laughs) well I think there'd be demand for it it was so it was so good and a lot of the new comics because um, I'm funny with new with new stuff. Any new stuff, I'm always, you know, a bit like, go on then, entertain me, make me laugh, whatever. I hate that about myself. But the, some of the comics on there just were like, you're brilliant, yeah, this is well, so good. It was so well produced. We, well, they found some great people. But there's loads of great people out there, and TV needs a live cabaret show, and I want to be the host. <laughs> um, any phone calls about Blackadder? Uh, no, Blackadder is the one. There's no. If, do you mean we're doing any more? <laughs> I saw Tony Robinson the other night. On, he always on says it blindly. <laughs> Me and Richard and Ray, we always know Tony's flogging some book or other because we was, apparently Tony says there might be another Blackadder. Honestly. <laughs> No, I mean, you may have seen... I mean, he did a... a Richard wrote him a monologue for Comic Relief. I didn't see it because I was away, but, yeah, uh, doing a Baldrick bedtime story, I believe. But I think that's about as close as it's going to get. Love Tony, love the Blackadder. I mean, the joy... I mean, that, in a way... I mean, nothing's as iconically huge as Queen, but, I mean, to have been part of something which really has become part of the cultural furniture um, is a great privilege. I'm proud of what I did on it, and we're all still mates, so I'm going to see you at the weekend, you know. So it's a lovely, lovely, lovely thing, the Blackadder, and I have no interest in messing it up by trying to do it again 30 (laughs) years later. I mean, is that a definite no I'm getting from you? Because I've got got ideas. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there's always lots of history periods. You know, I did a thing called called Upstart Crow with David Mitchell, which was another historical comedy and I loved it loved it loved it the Shakespeare piece so I've still got a huge taste for historical comedy but I, I don't know I think of course it'd be fun to do a blackout but I, I just don't think anybody wants to sort of go there because there's there's too much attached to it, it, it it's a lot of love and, and you don't want to mess with that you know well 
I'd love to see it come back anyway. Um, <laughs> it's all about We Will Rock You. Everybody go and have a little look, get some tickets, have a little trip to London. We Will Rock You, london.co.uk. Running from June, start of June to the end of August with Mr. Ben Alton. Ben, thank you very much. Always lovely. As ever, such a pleasure. And I do apologise to your friends oh, it's, at Ofcom. It's fu- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ben Alton, thank ladies you and gentlemen. So much. The The Chris Moyle Show. On your radio, on Global Player, and on your smart speaker. Play Radio X. This is Radio X News. Tell you what, Tim Minchin, Ben Alton, Lottie Morley. Yeah. What a lineup. Yeah. <laughs> what a stellar lineup. All really is it nice all. having Ben Alton as your warm up for yeah. the news? I'm used to bigger, you know. Oh, you okay. You've written a musical, Lottie, recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Have you not heard of uh, Morley's Chicken, Chicken the, the Musical? musical. <laughs> That's Ooh. next, isn't it? Lottie's working on it right now. <laughs> We're looking for investors. Absolutely. Um, anyway, we'll di- dissect both our guests in a second after Lottie gives you the news. It's a minute past nine. Weather with Green Flag. Getting you back on the road every day of the year, 24 7. Bright spells and showers in the south this morning. Heavy rain and some hail in northern parts of the UK. Temperatures reaching 13 degrees. From Global's newsroom, from Radio X, I'm Lottie Morley. Lottie Morley. Can I ask you a question about the news? You can. The story about the King's coronation, mm-hmm. right? And I might be getting myself paranoid here. Mm. Was the was the point of that news story <laughs> that don't worry, everyone's going to be safe. You don't have to worry that Prince Harry is going to be there. Mm. Yeah. I don't get it. There's a security threat, isn't there, around him being in the in the area? But they know other members of the royal family are going to be there, including the king. Well, that's, I think, what Chris Philp is saying. He's like, well, just because Prince Harry's going, that's not going to make it any more dangerous. It's already quite a so big thing. So where's the narrative come from that King's coronation? Do, 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 do. Hold on, Prince Harry's going to be there. We, we should get security. Where's that narrative come from? Do you know what? I think it's been that kind of, are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they for ages, hasn't it? And then yesterday, Buckingham Palace, or last night, Buckingham Palace said, Harry's going to come in. Meghan's not, and neither are the kids. But it changes nothing, surely. And that's what Chris Philp is saying. But but then why why is it... Who's asked that question in the first place? They're a moron if they've gone, do do you think we'll need security? He was speaking to Radio X, Chris. He wasn't. He was. No, because they play the same <laughs> clip on Heart and say, speaking to Heart earlier, I know it works. Oh, you know how it works, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, my first rodeo. <laughs> uh, I just find it weird, and I don't want to be one of them people that goes, oh, everyone's out to get Prince Harry, but I'm like, what? The king will be there! Yeah. And there are other princes there that need security without getting into, too into that. You sound like Chris Philp. That's exactly what he did. You hear the clip? Yeah, I'm Chris Phelps. <laughs> who is Chris Phelps? The policing minister. Ha! Yeah, hello. <laughs> I'm like the policing minister. I am minister of the police. This is Radio X from Global. So, just to clarify, there will probably be security at the King's coronation. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right, brilliant.
I was about to say something then and stopped myself at the last second because even though it was funny, I shouldn't say it. And thank God, here comes the jingle. Radio X. Coming up, more music and less jokes as the professional comedians have now left the studio. We'll get the Turkey Twizzlers in, especially for tomorrow's guest, as we'll be joined by Jamie Oliver in the studio. Plus, we've not played this in a while. We might have a round of the TV Sounds game before the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. What? I love the next song Chris is about to play. The Chris Miles Show. If Paul Turner's going to introduce the songs, why am I here? <laughs> Tomorrow can be just Paul Turner for three and a half hours. I'll stay in bed. Kaiser Chiefs, oh my God, Radio X. Hey, Demo, two in a row on the Chris Ball Show. Why, hello, Jill. You're welcome. Right, James has got a TV sounds game. We'll explain what that is if you don't know what it is, but we'll play a couple of songs because we've played one since 7.15. 10 past nine, this is The Killers. The Killers. <laughs> I just switched the microphone on and didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, Tim Minchin and Ben Alton. Look at that. What Isn't a that pair. nice? Pardon? What a pair. Sexist. Um, it's been working out. That's what it is. And two music... We've basically been chatting about musicals for an hour on Radio X, of all things. <laughs> Technically discussing musicals on Radio X. Fascinating, though, isn't it? What? They are. I think talent. so. Just fascinating. So, Ben, see, I didn't want to... I didn't ask this when Tim was here. Is Tim in Groundhog Day? Or no. He wrote it? Okay, so he wrote it. Ben's so he, in, he yeah. writes the music and the lyrics right, for Groundhog right. Day, yeah. Right. So the book, that's what they call it, which yeah. is the story. Yeah. So the story of Groundhog Day is obviously the film Groundhog mm. Day. So the book will be written, which is a version of that. So there you go. And then the music and lyrics will be by Tim. Clever. Well, you are. You should have. Oh, you didn't sell your musical idea to Ben. No, that's he's too busy. Mm. It's he's, it's fine. I it's think too it's busy. got legs. Well, I'm. Time. I think I'm more focused on um, Morley's Chicken, the musical, right? <laughs> um, which hopefully I'm I'm going to be working with Lottie Morley on yeah. uh, soon. Yeah. We're looking for uh, like Dragon's Den. Mm. We're looking for a ten million pound. Um, 10 million? Yeah, for 1% right. of the business. Okay. 10 million. I think that's that sounds... Do fair. the math, James, go. 10 million, so that is... Is that worth a billion? I don't know. That your value... Is that right? I don't know. 10 million. Yeah, here we go. For what? 1%? For 1%, yeah, yeah. So you're valuing your musical at a billion pounds. Good. Okay. And your point is... I'm so um, sick, sick, sick and tired. Oh, my God, during the enemy, away from here, something amazing just happened. Like, awesome. Like, ama- proper amazing. I think you missed it, Pip, because you were on your emails. I missed and, it, and your yeah. head was down producing the show and working out timings. Um, but we just did a silly little thing about Morley's Chicken, the musical. I'm looking for £10 million worth of investment for 1% of the business. 
And James go, I went, James, how much is that worth? He goes, oh, so you value your company at a billion? And I went, yes, what's your point? Went into the enemy, great. To which point, Captain Crabbeard goes, I don't get it. And we're like, what? He goes, what is it? I don't get it. How's that a billion? And James goes, because it's 10, 10 million for 1%. He goes, yeah, I heard that bit. How does that, how does that become a billion dollar company? And I said to him, I went, do you understand Dragon's Den when you watch it? Not really. So when someone goes on Dragon's Den yeah. and they go, I'm here today to ask for £70,000 for a 20% uh, um, piece of my business. Yeah. Right. 70000 for 20%, which means that business is worth... Yeah, sure. A number. Yep. Is it worth a million? Is it worth three hundred fifty thousand? Is it worth seventy thousand? I can't. I can't remember the numbers you said, but the second one. Is this, is right. That, yeah. Yeah. So when I watch Dragons Den, mm-hmm. I like laughing at them. Yep. That's it, really. Don't I like to the numbers. The numbers yeah. uh, well, That's last, a, that gets year, in the way of the fun. Year thing. on year, blah blah blah. Boring. Yeah. Numbers boring. Business. Right. Hate it. Don't like when facts. they're sweating and going. Oh, sorry, Deborah. Funny. That's so when somebody says, I'm here today yeah. to ask for one pound for a 1% stake in my business. Yeah. And then Peter Jones goes, what? You value your company at £100. Are you sitting there going, how's he, how's he worked that out? How's he, how's he doing that? I don't care about the numbers at all. You, just, don't, you like, just zone out. No, I'm now thinking Peter Jones is going to go in on him. And that's all I care about. Right. So you like, A, the, soap the people of being the uncomfortable yeah. and going dry mouths. Yeah. A bit like me now. And then you like it when Peter and Deborah have a go at them. That's Dragon's Den. Yeah, 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 that's Dragon's Den. <laughs> Gosh, I kind of get you in a bit, though, Chris, because <laughs> if they say they ask for £50,000 and you can have 5% of the business, yes, but then they say, actually, no, I want 10% of the business, and right. I'll put, but I'll still invest £50, does that mean that the value of their company's now changed? Yes, yeah. That, it does. Yeah, see, you've absolutely right, right. got it, Pip. <laughs> like, you're 100. percent You could have it more right in one. Right. Okay. See, I'm right, hearing yeah. you explain everything, and I'm still not really there. If just, you, just to be honest, they're just playing around with percentages. They're yeah. playing around with the value. Of the if business. you draw, if you paint a picture, yeah. and you send it to me for thousand pound, yeah, and then I take it to an auction and it sells for ten thousand pound, that picture is now worth ten thousand pound. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the, in the same yeah, with yeah, the business. Yeah. Right. 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 Got it. <laughs> I'm here today to Yeah. I'm here today to ask for ten thousand pound for three three four percent of one of the business. The Chris Miles Show. I'm out The Chris Moyles Show. Radio The Chris Miles Show. Everyone, stop what you're doing. It's time to get back to The Chris Moyles Show. Hello, dragons. My name is, is Chris Moyles, and I'm here today to tell you about Captain Crapbeard's shaving oils. <laughs> I'm injured. My flatmate, Captain Crapbeard, always having trouble with his beard. And his girlfriend would say it was like 
a cheese grating her face when he kissed her. <laughs> I decided that men need oils to soften their beard. After trying different concoctions of liquid, urine, spit, baby's tears, I finally, I finally created my solution, Captain Crapbeard's beard oils. Can I have some money, please? She's my sister. Stan Rose's Love Spreads. I love that song. I think it's class. It's 9.33. Toby Tarrant is here at 10 o'clock this morning with a request hour. What would you like Toby to ignore this morning? <laughs> what song would you like to ask Toby to play that he absolutely ignores you and doesn't play it? So then you can then moan to him about it tomorrow. And then, eventually, when I play it in the Platinum Hour, you can send me a message saying, thanks for playing that. I ask Toby to play it all the time and he ignores me. Because that happens every Platinum Hour, every Friday. I'll always get at least one text going, thanks for that. Toby, Toby doesn't play it. Ask him all the time. He never plays it. So have a think of what you want him to ignore today. <laughs> Right, James has come up with a TV games sets TV sounds game, but he needs to come around and press the buttons. How long do you need to swap seats? How long is grandstand that time? After oh, thirty seconds. Thirty. Yeah. I'll give you forty-five. Yes. All right then. Friends on there. La, la. We're all having a bit of a la la there to Only Fools and Horses, the TV show with two theme tunes. The one at the end is different to the one at the beginning. It's very Lots rare. Of... That one. Can you name another TV show with two different theme tunes? Oh, you've talked about this before. Hmm. Hmm. Um, no, do you know what? No, I'll be afraid. All right, okay, well done. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I can't think of one. <laughs> Great game. I was going to say absolutely fabulous, but I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if it's oh. the same one. It's rare though. If someone texts in, turn your text off because we're going to play a game. I will, I will shout it out if someone texts okay. in. Okay. All right, my texts are off. I've moved seats. I'm now sat next to Pippa. Hello. Hello. All right. Yeah, yeah you. Mm, yeah, pretty well. Got plans for the weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Go to see Emily Friday, and then the girls are up Saturday. Oh, is that a euphemism? No. Nope. Okay. Um, now let's play a game. The TV sounds game. On Radio X. There we go. So, I've got a number of sounds from TV shows. These are not TV themes, these are sounds. Can I ask you questions? Yes, you can. I'm sat where you sit for the whole show with yeah. swap seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you deliberately shut your laptop so I can't go on and start posting on your Facebook? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Why is there a spanner where you're mm, sat? Oh, because I borrowed it from Hergie to take a desk apart and I brought it back in. Okay. That's why. I thought it was to open up your orange juice this morning. No, don't need that. Your little tiny boy-like fingers. Just use my you hands. Don't have the strength. 
You have the strength of a gnome. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway, I've got six six TV sounds. sounds. They're from TV shows. I want you to know. I want you to. I think to it's know the hardest game we play. It's tricky, isn't it? Tricky. Oh, I was so bad at it when I what played it. What is this? No. No, it was somebody knocking on the door of the Woolpack in Emmerdale. All (laughs) recognisable. You'll know every single one of these. I don't think I will. Yes, you will. Are you ready to play? Yes. The TV Sounds Game on Radio X. All right, here's your first one. What is this? I know it. That is the sting into break. There you go. Hello, nerds. Is it the sting into the break or is it the sting at the end of the show? Don't know. Okay. That mm. is the, the sting. I got a bit of finale show. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Tune. Another sting. Yeah. It's quite a long sting. Mm. Ten second sting, that's what it's called. Number Is it actually called that? Yeah. That's what it's called. Number three. Ah. I don't... It sounds like a Dalek having an orgasm. Very, it's not that. that it is, is not Doctor Who. That is dramatic, isn't it? I know it. What's that? He knows it. No, I don't know it's it. It's a very popular TV show. Is it? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it is not Doctor Who, though. Number four is this. I even know which part of the show that goes in. Don't know. Oh. No bonus points if you know what, they, what part of that. For. Can I ask for and this? Is an inclusive question. Yes. Are they, are they current TV shows. Uh, not all of them. Do they use this still? They don't. I don't think they use. I this don't think still. they use this anymore. Oh, okay. Don't know. Good though. But you will have seen it. Okay. You will have heard it. When you, you will have heard it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number five. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, do oh, I know it? Do yes, I do. know it? Now, is that still the same? That's the latest one. Is it? I think That's I know That's great, it. isn't it? I think I know Somebody it. had to make that. I always think about this. Does somebody sat home when that noise goes out on that particular show going, I made that. Yeah. Well, I composed that. ka that's it's a tune. On, that's that on a hard drive. I made that. that, that I love that idea. Yeah, that's get, number five. Ten pence every time that gets played. <laughs> you should all get that. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. And the last one. Oh. Oh, no. Come on, what is that? Oh, James, I hate this game. Now, quite difficult. Have, ah. Did you make that? No. I've been sent the audio on that. Have you? Yes. From whom? Don't. Whom? Who, who sent it And to how you? did you get... Did you email someone and go, hello? From a man called Jason. <laughs> I believe you may have made this. Can I have it? Did you? He didn't make it. Right. What's it from? That's the game. There you uh, are. Six, six points. If you're playing text along, eight, three, nine, I, three, I can six. give you a, an absolute useless clue. 
Well, it's giving me a useful one, I think. <laughs> this year, w- this year, in the last six months, we've used another piece of audio from. That yes, show. we have. Oh, we play a lot, though, don't we? Yeah, that's sure. why I said it wasn't particularly a great clue. <laughs> so there you go. That. Text in. By the way, Bottom had two theme tunes. Ah! <laughs> that's what someone's texting. Ah. And yes. Afweda's own pet, someone said. That's oh, it might have done. Afweda's own pet might have ended with Sailing Away. Izzy text saying the UK office has a different theme tune to start it. it it's a different version it's, yeah. more, it's more of a reprise for ah. the outer uh, rather than yeah, yeah, the intro it's just a reprise it's actually it's, a reprise yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello it's a version of um, Handbags and Glad Rags which yeah. was arranged by uh, the composer Big George Webley who was my mate <laughs> hello nerds alright oh, so he's dead now oh, so, no. uh, the TV now. sounds game on Radio X we'll take a break the answers are coming up the Chris Moyles Show. Radio X. The Chris Moyles Show. Radio X. The Chris Moyles Show. And as if like magic, we're back in the room. Radio X. The answers to James's TV sounds game, which will include Mr. Toby Tarrant playing along. I'm going to have to stereophonics. Great sounds of stereophonics there. A local boy in the photograph. Uh, as I was saying as well, don't forget Toby Tarrant and the Request Tower is coming up. Yeah! Best time of the day! What song would you like, Toby, to not play for you today? Um, have a little think. Come up with an absolute cracker. Don't you criticise my Toby? He's brilliant! Yeah, but he doesn't always play, you know, all the listeners' favourite I will songs. not have Toby bad-mouthed! You said bad-mouthed to the theme tune of Batman. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just came in. Sorry, what did I miss? Oh, no, we were just talking to Patricia. Oh, were you? I'm morning, Patricia. Morning! So, there she is. Okay. <laughs> I hope your dad's tuned in right now. And next time you see him, he goes, what, what, what are you doing? I know. I am undoing all his legacy, one day at a time. <laughs> you look delighted to be doing so. I am. I am. It's nice to finally drag the name through the gutter, you know. Does he know when your show's on yet? No. Right. No. Does he still think you finish at midday? I, he, I think he thinks I do 9 to 12. <laughs> he'll, he'll often text me at 10 past 9 going, I won't call you now, I'll wait till the end of your show. I'm like, has it started? <laughs> <laughs> Still in you're doing prep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't upset him if he's not listening. To be fair, well, it does also show like how little he's take radio seriously. That he'll sometimes call me at like eleven twenty, and he's like, I "Just need ten minutes. Just play a couple of songs quick." <laughs> and ironically, I tend to play a couple of songs and chat to him. Yeah. But yeah, and you're like, "Dad, I can't speak to you." Oh, he goes, "Oh, you're so professional." You go, "No, I'm watching the cricket." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do the answers then. The TV sounds game. On Radio X. Uh, some of these easy, some of these tricky. You might have got them all. You might be struggling. I reckon out of six, I've got five. Oh, that's it, good. It's just the Dalek having an orgasm one that I can't I can't work out. I can't place it. That is a shame. Uh, only I've written need... an answer, but... Oh, I don't. I don't blank. The I'm only one I've seen so f- Three. Toby, have you heard of I haven't heard him. Uh, the only one I've seen on the text who's got full marks is Lee in Loughborough. But on the Lee. TV well, Sounds Game on Radio X. All right, the first one was this. And hello, 
to the writer of this show who's listening now. Really? Hello. One of the writers. Hey, put us in it. <laughs> now, what have you put? Pepper. Hollyoaks. <laughs> Said like Vernon K on T4. Toby? Uh, Hollyoaks. Chris? Hollyoaks. Hollyoaks. Hollyoaks is right. Uh, somebody text in they write on the show? Yeah. Oh, do us a favour. Write an embarrassing storyline for Owen Warner, will you? Yeah. Oh, yes. Or Romeo. Like, I don't know, Romeo, you know, wets himself or something, yeah, or, yeah. you know, gets pushed into bushes by some girls. Something like that. Oh, that <laughs> might be, be funny. Excellent. Something cutting edge. Like yeah. That, yeah. Or, <laughs> or his long-lost older handsome brother. Ooh, yeah. Uh, turns up. Play by me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Number two. I've got a GCSE. Toby. Oh, off the back of that, I think, I, I thought it might be that. Is that Love Island? Captain. Love Island. Chris. Alia. Love Island. Pippa. Love Island. It is. Ooh. And I love Island. <laughs> I do love Island. Love Island. Love Island. <laughs> and I got college. <laughs> All right, number three, this one. Oh. oh. What could it be? <laughs> now, can I ask a question? Yes. Have you got that audio from somewhere? Because I would imagine they'd normally be talking all over it. Yeah, I've got that from somewhere. Right. Yeah. Have you? Are you just reaching out to people going, Hello, do you have the um, sound effect where they are, time is yeah. running out? And in that voice as well. Okay. Yeah. Chris, what have you put? I random guess I put million pound drop. Ooh, oh, random guess Anton Deck Saturday night takeaway. Ooh, it's got to be a game show of sorts, isn't it? Uh, it's the news, is it? No idea. Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf, which okay. is not a game show. Yeah, the no. game show Red Dwarf. Panic. It's got to be a game show. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> Eastern. Eastern. <laughs> and, and Captain. I put Crystal Maze. Ooh. Oh, 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 this is awkward. <laughs> The wheel. I was going to say the wheel. Why is it when it's spinning around? Why is that awkward? Because you've been on it. They play it in post. They don't. They don't. They don't. How do you know that? Because Because Paul Paul said. What? Paul, who wrote it, said they play it in live. No, it's not on the episode I filmed. Where, well, what bit of, of the wheel? When it's spinning, is the wheel spin? You can hear it clicking. Yeah, you can. So when it's about to decide who it's going to land yeah, on at the that, very end, that's it speeding. Yeah, up. they stick it on impulse. No, they don't. They oh, is it the last two questions? But now the song starts playing. When does it start going? The wheel. And then now it stops spinning. No, it's that's it. It's for the final two questions, right? It says the wheel spin. Okay. It was sent to us by the guy who wrote it. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to place it in the show. And Captain's going, no, he's wrong. It's not the wheel spin. No, no, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no points no for anyone. Point. The wheel. Uh, the Number wheel. four. Fire off the next bit. That's what you meant to do. There you are. Hello. Nerd here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby. Not you, a Scooby. You know it. Do I? Do, do Not I? a Scooby. Do uh, uh, sounded very impressive. So it's probably uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Good show. Oh, good yeah, show. it's a good show. Captain? Ski Sunday. 
Oh, Pepper. Well, I don't know, but I had a little clue. You had no and clue. I'm now going to say the National Lottery. And, and, and Chris? <laughs> it's when they read out the numbers uh, in order that come out of the machine. And then bonus ball. Stabs. Yeah. <laughs> dum ba dum ba dum ba And then they go into the rumble track. I haven't got that. No, that's the out. But yes, yep. the National Lottery. It's when they announced the bonus. Four ball. weeks since we've seen that ball pop out. Oh, that's <laughs> not true, is it, Alan? Do you know the person who composed that? Yes. Oh. Is it still on TV, the National Lottery? It's not in this format. Absolutely. Wow. It used to be like you, everyone would watch it. Mystic yeah. Meg, you never see it on TV anymore. Absolute yeah, brilliant. Mystic song. Meg's no longer with us. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Well, let's move on. Number five. I didn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> Say that like I'm responsible. <laughs> Rest in peace. Does everyone know this? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All together. Captain. Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Correct. Toby, do you know what that's from? <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I do. Big Claxon. Yeah. Don't know. Big Claxon. Don't know. Pepper? I don't know. I guessed at Funhouse. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Captain. I've got two and I can't decide. It's, Which one? Uh, I've put Get Your Own Back. Ooh. Actually, quite close. And what was the other one? Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. No. Oh. Ooh. It's when they get gunged on Noel's house party. Oh, yeah. oh so I had the gunned in bit right. Oh. Three, two, one, gunged down! Yeah. Yes. How did you do? Uh, I got five out of six. What? Well done. Well done. Pepper? Three. Toby? Three. Captain. Three. Oh. There we go. Well done, Chris. Well done, Christopher. Well done, Thank Chris. you very much. Thank you. And that's it for today's show. Thank you to our guest, Ben Elton, and also Mr. Tim Minchin. Uh, we're back tomorrow on the show with Mr. Jamie Oliver. And it's not even Christmas. It's not even Christmas. It's just a full version. Yeah. Are you going to play the out, or are you just going to... Yeah, I can do. Okay. Well, I was going to say try and play it on the beat. Yeah. All right, the request <laughs> out with Toby is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a lovely Thursday. Goodbye. Chris Moyles Show. A-T-O-X. The Chris Moyles Show.